What's up, guys? We're back on the pod. Episode four. Episode four. We made it. We made it. This is a back-to-back episode releasing week for us. I think because we have to make up for last week's fucking bullshit that we pulled off. So we're going to do two episodes this week. Yeah, sounds good. So it's your boy, Flight J25 and SK47. That's right. Here to talk to you about Jordan and his last dance. Yeah, and this episode, we're going to keep it strictly basketball. Jordan, last dance, LeBron, Kobe, whoever the fuck. And then we'll get the conversations running. Um, let's start it. So, thoughts. So, okay, Main well, let's do let's do recaps first. Recaps, yeah. We, sure. we talked about episodes um, five and six last time, two weeks ago. Yeah. So now episode seven, eight, nine, nine 10. ten. So let's do a little rundown. Probably the best, best four, like definitely the best four episodes. Really, you think so? I think so. I think any episode that talks about Rodman is just. Well, Rodman's episode was great, but this one, I mean, Rodman only shows up for more, no, no more than like ten minutes, right? Yeah. yeah total, but still. <laughs> so okay, so episode seven. What happens in episode seven? That's right after the ninety-three finals. When Jordan's dad passes away. Right. Episode 7 is kind of about that whole scandal there, right? Gambling, him going away, mm-hmm. sort of all the controversies involved. Well, it's le- I think it's less about gambling. It's more about that year he took off. Year he took off, yeah. And then we get into a lot about what happened with this uh, Jordan dad's death. Talk about it. Um, I don't know. Like... The rumor is there's some mob ties to it, right? This mm-hmm. is some sort of gambling death settlement. You you were adamant on it. I was just like, bro, it, it just sounds like a random hit. Well, I mean, okay, so they talk about it. They're like, he was driving home from some golf. Like, he's playing golf with his buddies in one city. He's driving home from there. Right, but he was stopped at a stopped on the road. He stopped on the road to take a nap. Or nap yeah. yeah. Which, who... Re- you're well, I think that sounds reasonable, though. Okay, it sounds... Re- yeah, no, you know what? For him, it probably does sound reasonable. He And this is back in the day, too. Like, and he was also days. described as, like, a very, um... I guess, st- not stubborn, but, like, a very... He likes to be on... He likes to do things on his own, right? Right. He doesn't, like, help for anyone. So even being, like, father of possibly one of the greatest basketball players of all time with all this money, he's like, you know what? I'm going to drive myself and do all that, right? What I'm saying is a lot of people knew where he was to play golf. And it would have been very easy just to keep an eye on him about when he's leaving to go home. And people knew it was a long drive. And Jordan's dad, James, had like a tendency of, you know, taking naps in cars. Maybe. You know like, what I mean? I don't know, man. I, I feel like that it's like, if if anything, there's no way Jordan didn't settle a gambling debt. I feel like that guy had way too much money. And he was just giving shit away. If he lost, I think he just paid up. I don't think money was ever an issue for Jordan. Yeah, but it was also his tendency of trying to come back and make more, make that money back. His, again, his competitive nature, which is a good thing when it comes to basketball. So you're, you're telling me he robbed off the wrong people, the wrong people off the yeah, wrong way? That's what and I'm he thinking. he had to pay for that? And he, well, I mean, he paid emotionally, but his father paid the ultimate price. Right. Yeah, that's the thing, man. Like, I feel like Nobody knows because I know that if you dig deep into it, there's some controversy about the bolt hole 
his shirt, how it was buried, how evidence got buried when it got taken into the police department. Like, I didn't do too much research into it, but I know there's some bullshit going on. But I don't want to take too much time discussing, you know, it's probably one of the most... You know, it's the one thing probably the that changed Jordan's career trajectory at that point, mm-hmm. right? Like it was that I think it was that breaking moment for uh, like breaking point for him, mm-hmm. and then the media started printing, sort of like stories about how it could be related to Jordan's gambling, and I think that was him going, you know what, eat a dick, I'm going my own way, mm-hmm. but he did say that, I think. Yeah, probably before the 1993 finals that he was talking to his dad about playing baseball. Like, he felt like he he achieved everything he could possibly achieve. And he was already thinking about playing baseball. Mm-hmm. So, your thoughts on that? You think he just ran away from the pressure? Or you just think, you know what? I don't give a fuck. I ain't got nothing to prove. Well, I mean, look at the way he left the thing, right? He left the situation was... This is what I, I, I was saying, that... He went to that um, that Boston White Sox game to throw that first pitch, and it had a huge hematoma on his head. Yeah, he was probably practicing. It was, but dude, it was a massive. It was like you get hit in the head by like a baseball bat or something. It was pretty big. Or probably a baseball. Like he probably got hit in the fi- head with a baseball. Who's getting hit in the head with a baseball, my guy? He's an athlete. He can dodge. He can catch it. And that was before- he couldn't even hit a baseball when he was. Like trying to play, so obviously he probably got hit in the I face. I don't know, man. And then the very and then that day during the game, he decided he was going to retire from basketball. It was during that game. It was around the seventh or sixth yeah. inning, where he told the uh, I forget what, what was the owner's name, the Bulls owner, Rensdorf. Yeah, whatever. Jerry Rensdorf. So he told Jerry that, like during yeah, that game, out. that he's out. And then the very next day, he had that press conference, and that hematoma was still like it was significantly smaller than it was the day before, but it was still there. Conspiracy. Like, no, I do agree that he was talking about playing, um, that he talked to his father about playing basketball, uh, baseball and mm-hmm. taking a step away from basketball. But still then, like, that whole... You just think... Just the way it all, uh, just the way it all unraveled so suddenly and, like, all these cues that I saw. So, we want to know what you think. Is it a hematoma or... What is it? I mean, it is a hematoma, but, like, what caused it? To be honest, I didn't even see it. So, like, maybe I just missed that whole pelt on his fucking head, but... Okay. I gotta. I'll, I probably got to go rewatch that. Soon. I'll post a picture of it on... When, when yeah, this podcast is released, I'll post a picture. Yeah. And then we'll see. It's going to be funny. I don't know, man. I, I, pro- it's less likely that there were mob ties. I think if anything, it was more likely, man. Really? Rich people got rich problems. Yeah, but mob is... That's uh I felt like Jordan was richer than the mob. You know what I mean? He was a no top way, rich man. No way, man. Black no. money is still way more valuable than real money. Uh, no way, We'll man. see, I mean... Like, think about it. Even right now, LeBron James, one of the... Like, the richest basketball player ever. He's... Well, uh, right now. Okay, right now, yeah. Yeah. The richest basketball player making money. Even he's, like, nothing compared to, like, cartels and mobs and whatnot. Well, yeah, as a whole organization, right? But, like, when you talk about... I mean, I don't even know. Who the fuck was running Chicago back in the day? Who could he have fucked with? I know for I know there was a time where he tried to fuck with uh, 
Mike Tyson's girl. Yeah. Uh, something Robbins. Yeah, Robin Givens. I don't know what her name was, but yeah. And then Mike Tyson walked out to him, ran up to him on the club, and basically tried to whoop his ass. But that's something else. And Tyson would have. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Different type of athlete. Yeah. Okay, anyway, so that's episode seven. Oh, so there's more about episode. Let's talk about his baseball. So. Yo, that guy, I think, if he played two more years or whatever, mm-hmm. if he actually dedicated to it, he, he would have been a good player. So you agree with what everyone was saying in the show, in the documentary? Yeah. Because I feel like when you're that athletic, when you're that coordinated, you mm-hmm. can transfer that into any sport. It just It's a matter of time and dedication. And definitely Michael had dedication mm-hmm. part. Like his competitiveness definitely transferred into anything he could have set his mind to. So I feel like he would have gotten very good. So my Actually, the thing is, I don't know shit about baseball. Like, I don't know the stats, how to read the stats, analyze this and that. Yeah. I know they gave out, gave out some fucking bat rating, whatever the fuck, 0. 0.205 or something. That just means um how many hits you get per pitches. Okay, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I so, have no I idea. Mean, or mediocre or whatever. Think about it. It's like 100% of the pitches thrown at you, you only hit 20%. But is that considered good? That, that's the I, I, I think don't know what's like, Alex Rodriguez... I don't know either, but like, I thought like a typical MLB stat line. Three? Really. Yeah, point three. Okay. But apparently, so they were saying that it was improving as the season went on, it improved. Right, right. So for sure, I think like this guy was basically, he was what, in his late 20s when this happened. Mm-hmm. So he was 20 something years away from the game. Like I professionally missed out on maybe 12 years, right? I know yeah. he played baseball when he was younger. He played baseball in high school. Yeah. And he was actually like good at it in high school. So right? 10 years away from elite mm-hmm. training, whatever, right? Professional level training. So I think he could have definitely closed the gap. I don't think he would have been an all-time great player or nothing, but he definitely would have been a very respectable player. Yeah, I don't think he's ever going to be like Bo Jackson level because that dude was a beast. Yeah, did he start out as baseball and then went? No. No. Football, football and then got baseball. caught for roids, went to baseball, and then came back to football, I think. But he broke his back, too. Like, he I, I, he suffered something. Yeah, he hurt his back, too. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, definitely Jordan had it in him. Even though he, like, Jordan as an athlete, I think he was just just more made for basketball. Oh, 100%. Just he's, not, he's not like a LeBron-level athlete. I feel like LeBron's a little bit more, like, his body can move, fit into different sports. Well, football. I can't think of him playing. Much. He could play. Ba- uh, I think. I think he would have probably would have been a better baseball player. Oh yeah, because he is bulkier, and like not base- even bulkier. You can just see he he's less stiff than Jordan. Jordan was a very stiff guy. You can tell. Like Jordan can't dance or do none of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> like LeBron can actually like the guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really I get what you mean. I get what you mean. He's a little bit more coordinated in that sense. But I think, but Jordan even was soccer, more- I think the guy could have been a good. Yeah, but manager. Jordan was more agile. Even yeah, he yeah, was like, stiff, like he was more agile. Whatever athletic gifts he had, it was extremely applicable to basketball, and he was better at those things than basically every other player. I mean, look how his body was created. He's like a long, thin guy. Yeah. Like he was never this massive guy. He actually had to bulk up during baseball because, like, baseball players I didn't realize were actually are actually pretty bulky guys. Because the way they're rotating their body, the way they throw... They pro- you probably need massive back. You need like, massive back. You need big arms too because you're whipping. Because it's not more as endurance base it's more just like one time quick like a quick yeah. throw a quick bat movement right whereas like a sport like basketball or soccer you're running non-stop yeah so you're a lot more lean right so he was built as a basketball player so 
even I think his trainer even says like he's like oh I need to get the baseball body he's like this is gonna negatively impact your basketball career if you ever go back he's like fuck it I, just, I yeah, need a baseball yeah, body like yeah. I need to gain this massive weight yeah and he did and he did and you, and you know what honestly like it was a good kind of mental relaxation for him cause think about it like he was going through the stress of his father passing away he was going through the stress of having to be the guy for his basketball team he goes into his baseball team where he wasn't the guy anymore yeah and he mentioned something like he enjoyed that being part of one of the guys. But I feel like he was never... That stress of being the guy, I don't think it affected him that much. Clearly, it probably... Clearly did for him to even mention it. No, I think he... I think he just uh, ran out of things to do. I felt like... He just felt like when... He won three in a row. And he basically beat the best basketball player... That he could possibly go up against in Charles Barkley. I think he, Barkley was probably the best basketball player at the time. Hitman Jordan. Yeah. One and two. He beat Barkley. And it was mm-hmm. just like, what the fuck am I doing now? Type of deal. But, okay. I know, like, uh, I've been listening to a lot of whatever. Fucking ESPN. Stephen A. Smith. Max Kellerman. Shannon Sharp. They were saying that, oh, if Jordan grew up in this social media culture. Mm-hmm. And if he couldn't handle that back in the day, how would he react now? Your thoughts on that? Oh, I agree with them. Jordan really? was a super Jordan was a super competitive guy, but he didn't take criticism well. Really? And so that not taking criticism well positively impacted him because like he used it as a motivator to be like, yo, I gotta go back in the gym, I gotta do this, which is a motivator. But at the same time, it also ate him. It ate him alive. That's one of the reasons why he had these this gambling addiction, I think. Because he's like, yo, I know. Mm. It's just like anytime he lost, he just. I think it's like James Harden going to the strip club. <laughs> like, it's his way of letting out steam. Yeah, but James Harden also, like, obviously James Harden cares about the media, but, like, he doesn't care about the media as much. Like, yeah. LeBron, uh, Jordan was literally, like, calling people out. Like, what Durant does with calling people out as blog boys, Jordan was doing that in his era, except there wasn't all this Twitter, Instagram. Well, like, I think those days, actually, journalism actually had a place. It was, like, a respected thing, I feel like. Journalism is respected now. The problem because, is like, like there, there wasn't like it wasn't like a saturated fuck. It, like I don't know. Yeah, right now it's oversaturated. Right. right now you got like dumbasses in Scarborough talking about their opinions. Exactly right. Fucking running podcast from basement. Um, but I think it's the other way around, man. I feel like he wouldn't give a fuck. My my the reason I'm saying that is I don't think there's been a single player who's had to do what he has to do. Not even Kobe or LeBron. Like, the media pressure on him, I think it was much greater than I don't think so. Kobe or LeBron. So, they go back. LeBron had media pressure before he even got into the NBA. No, no, you're right. He he had... LeBron had pressure. He had eyes on him. He had eyes on him. I'm talking about... Listen, Jordan was the reason basketball got globalized. Yeah. So, he had to be the perfect athlete. Right? And he was far from it. He was far from the no, perfect no, no, role no. model. No, not the perfect. Sorry. He was a perfect athlete, but he was yeah. far from being a perfect role model. Take that out. Take that out. But because that's the thing. That's the whole thing. What media would have looked. Media would have nitpicked his gambling, would have nitpicked his father's death, would have nitpicked the fact that he drank so much. Media would have nitpicked every small thing of his career, right? Which they do to every athlete right now. But I feel like Jordan would have uh, found a way to keep that under the wraps. Like, he probably wouldn't even have gotten into gambling if he was. Uh, that's a big if. 
That's a big if right now. No, but back in the day, man, guys used to do coke. Like, it, it was like a... Even, uh, I think David Stern was... I don't know if he actually said it or not, but it was implied that when David Stern took over the league, mm-hmm. it was just... NBA was just like a bunch of people doing coke all the time. Well, yeah. It, right? was, a, it was that generation. And he cleaned it up. Right? He was the guy that cleaned it up. So, like, I feel like that was the world that Jordan grew up in. Mm-hmm. So that was what was happening. Right? Yeah. So it was... It, it made sense. Like, I don't think he was the only guy gambling. Barkley was out there gambling. All the NBA players back in the day were out there either gambling, doing drugs, playing golf, or doing this. Now the players, they have their different habits. You got the younger generation playing fucking Fortnite, online shit. Yeah. Fortnite. And you have, like, LeBron's generation. I have no idea what the fuck LeBron's up to, but... But that's that's the one Whatever thing. it is. And then Kobe was extremely different from everybody else. Right? He he was just by himself. Yeah. And then there was a generation of guys just banging multiple girls. Being that's, real role I guys. think that was everything. <laughs> that, that, that was consistent throughout. <laughs> Since the day fucking... <laughs> like NBA started. Right? I mean, hey, you since got some to... Since, like, whoever invented NBA started that shit, that was always there. But it was, like, how it kept... How things were kept under wraps. Yeah. Right? So, I feel like you got to give Jordan the benefit of the doubt, given the fact that, like, he didn't crumble under the pressure, in my opinion. He didn't crumble, but, see, that's the entire thing. Like When you come could... to job performance, he was the greatest performer of his job. Yeah, but then he also had to leave the NBA because it got to... Like, I get it. I understand. His father passing there was a big deal because, like, his father and was... And he got accused dad. for his passing. Like, imagine being blamed for your father's death. I get that, but at the same time, and like... I don't think anybody's ever had a had to deal with some shit like that. Yeah, not LeBron, not for one second. Not Col- Colby had a different case, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's as far as I can think of. I know Charles Barkley had a bunch of shit. He spat, spat on a little girl by accident, whatever. Rod, Rodman was... Rodman. Rodman was depressed on the sidelines, right? Mm-hmm. He was trying to kill himself in Detroit, whatever. Yeah. But, Malone? Yeah, Malone had Carl some fun. Malone but I, I think shit. it was, like, covered up. Yeah, it was covered up by money. Not even money, dude. Nobody really ran with it because this was before he got even drafted. Him impregnating like an underage girl that was even college. Was that college? Or college. No, college. I thought he his, had a, he had a kid in college. That was his first one. His the twins, the female twins. That was the one in college. I think that that one happened after when he was in the NBA. We'll talk about that. Probably after. the wanna, first year. Or something. I want to talk about that at the end, though. I yeah. actually have like a lot to go about that. Okay. Uh, so. You know, I guess we have different perspectives on this and we want to know what you guys think. Like, how would Jordan do in the social media? I know he's like an old school guy. So, obviously, every single old school guy, they're not active on Twitter. They, they don't give a mm-hmm. fuck, right? But he seems like Except just like... Well, Shaq is different. Shaq yeah. was a showman from the start, kind of. Right? But see, that's the thing. Like, Will Chamberlain, I feel like Will Chamberlain would thrive in the social media. I think he already... As did as much as he could back in the day. Back too. in then, yeah. Right. So it's like a personality thing. Yeah. No. Of course. Right. Um. Yeah. We want to know what you guys think. Hit us up on Instagram. Whatever. So how does um episode seven end? That's the for me that 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 was the greatest ending to every any episode, which, which 
when they started talking about Jordan's leadership style, mm-hmm. right? Everybody was saying he was an asshole, this, that. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you think about that? Like, I want to hear your thoughts. On this. Oh, no, he was a complete asshole. Okay, he was but, a complete asshole. But, but like, does it make sense? Okay, his leadership style is one that won't resonate with everybody. Yeah. And, but he did a whole lot of like lead by example. Yes. Which is really good. Like this guy's work ethic was like through the roof. Right. Um, so in episode eight, they start talking about Space Jam. And they talk about like how he would wake up, record. He would wake up, train, train then record, record, then play ball with like the best athletes the, in the world. The best ballers in the NBA. For two hours, three hours. And then go back and train again. Thing, yeah. Like not very many people can do that. Yeah. Jordan was like hyperactive. Like he was different. Yeah. Right? When you say built different, that's built different. Yeah. He's the only guy that has that. So, when you talk about leadership, yes. Now, on the flip side, like, that's... If you want to see your team captain do that, I would go to the ends of the earth to watch my captain do that. Right? Like, if I see my captain working out twice a day and, like, putting his life on, that's going to make me yeah. want to do my thing. Right. At the same time... What about the whole being nice part? <laughs> he costs people out like crazy. And I get it. Like, if you're an athlete, you should, like, if you're especially making millions of dollars, you got to have thicker skin. Yeah. But I think there's a limit to it. And I, the thing is, I think he got away with a lot of the stuff that he did because he had someone like Scottie Pippen and Phil Jackson. Scottie Pippen was the nice guy in the team. Right. Scotty so Pippen was the guy actually, yeah, who, confided like, in Pippen. Exactly. Who could, Everybody loved Scottie. Even though that... That year when uh, was it the '94 playoffs? Yeah, I want to talk about that a little bit. That was the most overblown fucking. Pe- it was like two seconds of some dumb shit in a series. It kills me how that's a tape like a permanent blemish on this dude's legacy. It's Whatever, a, we'll get to that. Okay, later. okay, okay. It's a pretty bad thing though. Like, think about it. Like, think about our league. When I pulled that shit off, like everybody got mad at me. I know, but and that's it. You move on, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, the bull. That's but not like, a good. That's not a good thing to do. Like when but I, that's not a. That, you know, you shouldn't be like. Uh, what do you call it? But literally, he literally came off because he's like, "Why does cool coach get it and not me?" Yeah. Well. Okay. We'll we'll get to okay, that okay, in okay. a bit. So go so, back. So the reason why Jordan got away with a lot of stuff because he had like a like Scottie Pippen was a protector of the team and Phil Jackson knew when to reel in Jordan. Yeah. Phil Jackson, like, would tell Jordan, be like, yo, yeah, calm the fuck calm, down, calm the go apologize. Down. Yeah, but I also feel like that was, like, Jordan knew that they had the good cop, bad cop dynamic ah. there. So you think Jordan pushed his boundaries because he knew that, like... Well, he, you know he did. Because uh, there was uh, there were some examples. Obviously, they showed what they wanted to show, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the whole point of, like, uh, him... Uh, Going up against Scotty Burrell or something. Yeah. But that to me is fair. Like he's trying to build up these guys. And his whole rationale for doing that was, you don't know what it's like to win. Yeah. And he was 100% right. And they talk about that in episode 8. Yeah. You don't know what it's like to win at the highest level. Mm -hmm. So don't come up to me and act like we're fucking nilly dilly. Like even Tim Duncan, there were some interviews with Tony Parker. And Manu Ginobili, they were like, he wasn't nice to these people at the start. Right? Mm. Tim Duncan looks like a fucking scholar, but it wasn't like he's out there greeting everybody. Like, hey, welcome to this team. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He yeah. looks like a respectable. He was like, what the fuck? Fuck you. Earn my respect, right? Yeah. And I think Jordan did that. 
And I feel like for some odd reason, everybody's talking about, oh, he didn't have to be nice. This I don't think he crossed like a certain line. Like, I don't think he cussed out. He he probably kept it in-house on the court. He didn't really call anybody's mom, this, that, that. He didn't cross yeah. those lines. He just said, why are you being a bitch on the court? Hit that shot, bitch. Like that type of trash talk, which is, <laughs> again, if you're Michael Jordan, you're with the professional team trying to win every year. What the fuck? Just deal with it, dude. Mm. And think about this. Like, I know a lot of beef was going on with him and Horace Grant. You know, did you hear about the story about how uh, Jordan was like, "Don't feed Horace Grant on the plane ride back" or something? No, I didn't know. After, so I think he told one of the stewardess or somebody to mm-hmm. not give him lo- uh, like dinner on the plane because <laughs> he played shit. <laughs> and obviously, Horace got up and said, "Fuck you!" Right? And then I don't know if he actually got. <laughs> Probably eight. Whatever. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? But that to me, even I know it sounds bad, depending on how you rationalize that, how you tell that story. But Jordan was probably pissed off at Horace for not doing something, and he was like, "Man, fuck that guy. That doesn't, that guy doesn't deserve to eat tonight." And he probably said something, and then the and then it turned into something else. And I'm pretty sure the next game, if Horace played well whatever it, it was back to normal yeah but the thing it is wasn't like, like he controlled Horace's life but like, the thing is he's, like, again see this is where he's taking off the court talk to him on the court being asked to him on the court I think he off did like I'm yeah but, like, but this is the thing he's on the plane now on the plane be like okay where can we improve instead of continuing to shit on him shit on him on the court but instead of continuing to shit on him now that you're on the plane be like alright let's figure out how to get better but here's the thing I don't think he always did that I don't think he continuously dissed everybody start to finish 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's the part. I feel like he knew when to step and like say the shit he wanted to say. And he knew when to back off. My guy, this guy even told Larry Bird, he was like, fuck you, you bitch. After they beat. Yeah, that's who he was. He, But no, okay. That's whatever. Besides the point. My thing is like, That's he just he was. continuously berated people. And yes, it's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to get better. But like, my goal shouldn't be, I'm going to get better to improve, impress him. My goal should be, I'm going to get better to win this game. Yeah. Which... But he made it to be like, you got to get better to impress me. You got to earn my respect. No, no. It felt, that's the vibe I got from him. Not me. Because the reason I say that is look at the 91 finals. Paxson started hitting shots. He passed the ball to Paxson. He doesn't give a fuck. I think for him, it's about winning. Well, I know it's about winning. But he also, there's like, these people need to prove it to me. Which is what he talks about kind of in the next episode. But it makes sense though, right? You don't think LeBron has that in him? Of course he has it in him. But at the end of the day, you got to prove it to him. You got to prove it to the best player on your team. Yes. But you also can't keep berating the same person over and over. I don't think he did either. You don't think he after that uh, situation with Steve Kerr, you ever went there? No. Like, I think Jordan would only push you to a certain limit. Yeah, but Jordan would stop as soon as you push back. Exactly. But, like, that's not him. That's basically him being like, okay, fuck. I can't fuck with this guy anymore. Let me find someone else to fuck with. No, I don't think so. I think if you push back and you show him that, yo, don't fuck with me right now, I think he's going to get that respect. I'm like, all right. If somebody, if, if like... You know, the Detroit Pistons, they stopped being the bad boy, whatever the fuck, in mm-hmm. 91, 92, right? Mm-hmm. Since then, there hasn't been a defense like that. Let's say there was, right? And Bulls have to go up against them. 
he needed soldiers. Like, he needed some tough-ass people. Yeah, no. I, no, you know I get what, I mean? what you mean. I get what you mean. He needed that out of people. Like, and for me, like, when they asked that question, I think it was BJ Armstrong. He was like, oh, he couldn't have been that. What the fuck are you... What do you want from the guy? Wait, what did, what did, what did BJ Armstrong say? What did he say? He was like, oh, he couldn't be that nice. You're not there to... Like, yeah. come on, man. Dude, and LeBron po- will say it too. LeBron's like, yeah, I'm not here to be... I mean, not LeBron, yeah. sorry. Jordan was like, I'm not Anybody here to be Anybody nice. would say that. Like, you're here to win a game. Like, you're here to win, man. This is not le- rec league. What of the fuck? Like, if you play for fun, then you play for fun. Mm-hmm. If you're playing to win at that highest level, it's got to be treated like a job. Right? And then look mm-hmm. at Horace Grant. He won with Jordan, three-time champion. He signed, like, a massive fucking deal after when yeah. he went to Orlando. Yeah. Playing with Jordan was getting these people money, much like how LeBron got all these morons with zero skill paid. Yeah, that's true. Right? That's the true. Same thing. But I'm not saying so. Playing with them, playing with him, improved yeah. their game. Yeah. Playing with them got their uh, championships. But to say that he was the greatest leader, I don't. No, see- no, I, I don't think anybody said that. Like, I don't even. That's not the greatest leader. Like, no way. And I agree with this whole. And I agree with like I'm telling you, his lead by example is just. This guy, like, I would go to war with him as long as this guy doesn't keep cussing me out. I don't think he would. That's the thing. I don't think he ever cussed out Scotty. Because he knew Scotty. But that's my thing. Like, why are you cussing out the weakest players on your team? Because he wants more out. Like, here's the thing. I felt like Scotty, there was an interview with Scotty early when, like, Oakley was there. He was slapping him around. Scotty was a nice, playful guy, but I feel like on the court, he was just confident. Mm-hmm. He just knew what the fuck was up. And Jordan says that. If you says that from another player, you're never going to go at him. Yeah. It's the players that you sense that and he goes after them. I feel like that, that's what it was. If you came up and you had that that dog in you, yeah, no one's ever going to question it. I don't think Jordan ever would have stepped up to a young Kobe. or For different reasons, maybe. Mm-hmm. Not like that. Mm-hmm. Right? So I feel like that's where it is. I feel like, you know... Everybody, again, you don't know the complete... You don't... We only know so much. And yeah. you can just base an opinion on that. You don't know what kind of asshole he... If he ever was that much of an asshole or less of an asshole. Yeah. Either way. But greatest soundbite of ever was that, that ending 30 seconds. It's mm-hmm. like... I play... There's a price to pay for winning. Yeah. There's that. If you don't want to play that way, don't play that way. And he also choked up too. I don't know. Yeah, what, he got a little that, emotional. What do you think that was about? That's just him. Well, the thing is, man, there's so many emotions in him. I can't pinpoint what emotion caused that. Dude. I feel like he's he was a little hurt, maybe. That, that everyone thinks. Like, yeah, like he was, a, he was an asshole. I felt like he was trying to be something. So they. I don't know how he was trying to rationalize in his fucking head. Well, like, no, this I understand the rationale. Because when he got into the league, the Bulls were a piece of shit. Yeah. And they treated and the Bulls treated him like shit too. They like, always some did. of the Bulls players treated him like shit, right? At the time. And like that's where he like he snapped really early at a really young age, being like, I gotta be an asshole to win championships. Like very similar to LeBron. LeBron's like, I gotta build my LeBron took it a different way. He's like, I gotta build my team up to win championship. Yeah. Jordan was like, nah, I gotta be an ass to these guys, cause like these guys are not like, an snorting. asshole. Like, I think he, he just No, but he's like, I gotta, I gotta do what it takes to Exactly, because these guys are you're right, they're snorting coke, they're like dead like with hookers and yeah. just doing god knows what, right? Yeah, that's the thing. Like 
And you can tell, like, Jordan at the end of the day respected Paxson, respected Steve Kerr. <laughs> I don't, but Scotty Burrell was nothing after. Yeah. It was just like, the Hor- Horace Grant had a respectable career, mm-hmm. but I think he was just, like, gifted. Like, he was a great player. Yeah. Nonetheless, he probably was a Dwight Howard. Hmm? He was like a Dwight oh. Howard, most likely. Yeah. Right? And Colby fucking hated Howard. Yeah. I don't know how much hated, but... Well, the thing with Dwight Howard was, like, Dwight Howard never... I don't think Dwight Howard took things seriously after his first injury. That's exactly my point. I think Horace Grant was one of those guys that went fucking off the rails once in a while, right? Mm -hmm. But, I mean, Rodman did that. Rodman went off the rails every single time. No, but it was different. You can't pinpoint and be like, you know what, Rodman fucked up on the court there because of some shit he pulled up there. Like, his whole life was off the rails, so he knew how to navigate through life. (laughs) Like, if, if that's it, you're normal, you're fine. Yeah. That's what Rodman was. Okay. So, that's pretty much episode... So, episode 7, he plays baseball. And then in episode 8, they talk about that... Um, the baseball lockout. I don't know if you remember this. So, episode 8, they basically talk about the majors having a baseball lockout. They were shortening the season. And they were bringing a lot of the minor league players into the major leagues to play. And Jordan, at that point, was just like... Yeah, fuck this. I'm not, I'm not crossing the picking line. He's like, I'm not, because basically what happened was the major league players did a strike because they wanted more money. And Jordan was like, yeah, I'm not going to cross the picket line. I'm not playing. I don't care how much you pay me. Yeah. A lot of minor league players did because like, fuck, it's an opportunity and a half. It's like a G League player suddenly being like, hey, come play for the Lakers. Yeah. Right? Jordan was like, yeah, fuck, I'm not doing that. And at the same time, he contacted BJ Armstrong, who was having a practice. And BJ's like, yo, just come to our practice. Just come, just reach. Yeah, he was probably thinking, he's like. Yeah, I gotta get the fuck out of here. He's just like, yeah, BJ was more like, just come and like see the guys, right? Just come and see the guys. So he goes in to see the guys and just starts shooting around. Yeah. One day, two day, and then like all of a sudden he's like at the Bulls practice, practicing with the Bulls. Yeah. Four days in a row. Yeah. Right? Which like basically led to him being like, yo, he's gonna come back and play for the Bulls. Yeah. He adopts the number 45 because that's what he played with before like in high school I think. yeah yeah something like that and he was like afraid of playing with the number 23 because his dad's not there to watch him yeah and then joins him in uh march of 2015 yeah march of 2015 2015 i mean yeah, sorry 1995 90, 95. 95. holy crap i'm i'm dusted yeah but yeah but like and the bulls I, I guess we can just get into that 94 season without uh, Jordan now mm-hmm. like Bulls did really well they went to Easter Conference semifinals was it semifinals or Easter Conference semifinals or finals semifinals I think lost to Knicks in seven mm-hmm. games right, right, and right. then the Knicks actually eventually went and ended up going to the finals but lost to the Rockets H- Hakeem Hakeem yeah yeah so I felt like that just goes to show the importance in a, having a power forward like a Pippen or a LeBron Mm-hmm. Like you just bring the best out of all your players, mm-hmm. and then you just pin pocket when to attack, when not to attack. And I felt like that that year everybody played well. What the uh, ninety four? Yeah, everybody mm-hmm. played well, and then Kukoc played well, Pippen played well. Like Kukoc had a year that year, man. Yeah, and then Pippen led the team in every statistical category, much like LeBron does. Mm-hmm. And then obviously probably the best defender in the game. Yeah. At the time, and even even I think he was a better defender than Jordan. Oh no, he was the def- better yeah. defender. Like I've said this before, I'm gonna say it again. Yeah, like Jordan 100%. was a better player, but Pippen was the Pippen was probably like still one of the best defenders ever. 
He has to be. Like who who really like for me, it? I think I think if I have to rank the great perimeter defenders, for me it's hard to put Rodman because Rodman was different. He was not. He was more of a. He was guarding the fours and the fives. Yeah. Rebounding, but Rodman deserves to be up there. He's top five defenders, I think, one way or another. It's got to be Pippen, Kawhi, mm-hmm. Jordan. Jordan uh, as a defender, I feel like. Well, I mean, Jordan was good, bro. He was good. He's sick. Kobe's got to be up there somewhere. I don't know. If really? Because see, Kobe that's the thing. Like you're 10. you're tossing away people who are defensive specialists. Like you mean like, Tony Allen's and those guys? Yeah. I feel. See, the reason I sometimes tend to do that is because if you can expend all your energy doing one thing, mm-hmm. versus a person who's doing both, offense and defense load, like that deserves that special bit of credit. Yeah, but my point is like even though like players like Pippen and Kawhi and even LeBron for like those two years in Miami. Yeah, like, LeBron's a top five, honestly. When he wants to be, but and when that, he doesn't, he's like a bottom. That's the thing. Player. I think he gases out, so that's a negative on LeBron. Gases out now after seventeen years in the league. No, but, but like in his Miami that's days, the thing. Like, he, he, he just had no. People say he when he wants to because he does gas out. Yeah, but, like, look at playoffs. Like, when he needs to do it, he does it. Yeah. He's just... That's the thing. He's very calculative about what he's doing in, like, in the game. But right? it he's does like, hurt, though. Because you got to realize... It doesn't... It hurts in the regular season. But when it comes to playoffs, no, he's not worried about it that. it does. Because you, you... Well, we'll get to that later. Because I okay. think we're going to do a final take on MJ, LeBron, all that shit. There's a lot to take there, man. Yeah. Um, What the fuck were we talking about? Okay, 94 season. Yeah. Pippen, I think, was... The first LeBron, in mm-hmm. my honest opinion. Mm-hmm. If you drop Pippen right now, he's better than Giannis. He's a top five player in the league. Okay. He's okay, more yeah. skilled than Giannis. Yes. And he's basically doing the same thing Giannis does. Mm-hmm. He's lanky, lengthy. He's playmaking, though. Pippen, like, I didn't realize this, how Pippen was a real good playmaker. Yeah, he was the first LeBron. And I think he... And I think there is an aspect in the scoring game that is also better than LeBron's, which is he... Was much better in the post, in my opinion. Smooth player in the post. Okay. Nice hook shots. Yeah. He had like a patented move that he... He had a nice hook shot and he has a great bank shot. It was mm-hmm. like a 17, 20, 20 foot nice banker. Mm-hmm. It was very similar to like Duncan's and Dwayne Wade sort of. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think Pippen was also a good three-point shooter for his time. Oh yeah, for his time it was a really good three-point yeah, shooter. Yeah, it was pretty good. So, Pippen... Obviously, because he played with Jordan, gets written off as the greatest second guy, mm-hmm. which is the dumbest narrative ever because he's a great first guy. Yeah. And you only have one year to go off of. Sort of one and a half, two years. That's not a great sample size to judge Yeah, how he could have been as a first uh, option, right? But I, I feel like Pippen is definitely a top 50 player easily. He's ranked as a top 50 player. And I think, you know... Pippen deserves more credit. I think he was portrayed extremely negative in this thing. I think that was in part to enhance Jordan's greatness. Because mm-hmm. everybody's like, oh, he wouldn't have won nothing with Pippen. Like, yeah, we get it. Like, there's no way he could have won anything without Pippen. Yeah. There's no way. Pippen was a big part of why the Bulls were there. Mm-hmm. And Pippen, honestly, he had such a great impact because he was very much like, he had that Draymond Green impact too. Mm-hmm. The glue piece. Yeah. Being that, yeah. Glue piece, 
And just, he was swinging the momentum. Like, there were, like, some stats where plus minuses where Pip, when Pippen's on the court, it's, like, plus whatever the fuck. Like, yeah. insane. Yeah. Bulls like, were just operating much smoother. Like, he brought their net rating up. Net rating up. And there's a huge, like, when Pippen's on the court, what people don't realize is when you're running the, the triangle offense, obviously, I don't know much about it. But when Pippen's running, it allows Jordan to set up better. Mm-hmm. Jordan can get the shot he wants easily. Mm-hmm. Right? And when Pippa's not there, Jordan can't even get the shot he necessarily wants. And it becomes difficult. Yeah. So there's a lot of benefits. Like, Pippin's presence helps everybody's game. Right? And oh, on yeah, top, 100%. this motherfucker was dropping 20. Yeah. Like, it, <laughs> could you imagine? Like, so I see why. Like, I remember you, like, even now, but you said Pippin was, like, your favorite player for a very long time. Yeah, he's sick. Like, he was very really underrated, bad. man. Mm-hmm. And Pippen, like, he was very much like Giannis. Also, he can dunk from the free throw line. Little fact. See, you keep comparing him to Giannis, but my comparison keeps going back to, like, LeBron and Kawhi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but physically built like Giannis is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You know how Giannis has two big strides and he's everything? Pippen was exactly the same. Not as, obviously, as big as Giannis, tall as Giannis, but he was basically right there. (laughs) Right? So, that's my take on Pippen. I feel like... That 94 season, obviously... Dude, he was a contender for MVP that year. But then I think Hakeem got it, right? Hakeem got it. Yeah, yeah, And then that year was the whole, you know, last second. Boggles the Tony. Pippen opts to sit out. What do you think about that? It's a rough thing, man. Like, dude... I feel like Phil Jackson, by the way, as a play, that was probably one of the worst shots... No. ...you can draw up for a player to take. Dude, that, that was a little, like... Tur- like he came off the, it was near the free throw line. Kukoc came off the little button hook run and mm-hmm. got a, a, a shot. Yeah, but it was a terrible shot. I don't think it was, a, ba- that I don't think it was a bad shot. I feel like it was, man. Like if the defender was better. No, but the whole point is he got, like he ran up the free throw, like he ran from baseline up the free throw line, the little button hook near like mm-hmm. the top of the key. Like, that's a very good, like, very stable shot for Kukoc to take. And Kukoc has taken multiple of those shots. You think so? Yeah. Especially coming off the left side of the rim with his left hand. Well, he's a, yeah, so he's a lefty. So he was, yeah, he was positioned right. But I, it, it just looked like such a terrible shot, man. I don't think so. I think, yeah, maybe it looked like. You know, when like, you look at good last second shots, think about even the shot LeBron took against uh, Chicago. Remember? He had that buzzer beater. Yeah, three. yeah. Open look, he pushed, whatever, pushed out Butler, but still, just a clean look. That look was not clean on any... Like, I don't know, man. He, ha- he, caught the, he caught the ball with the back to his basket, mm-hmm. with the back, his back to the basket, yeah. and he had to turn around and fade away two, two-pointer. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Know, but, well, it went in. It looked, it didn't look pretty, but I think on paper it looked, it was a pretty drawn-up yeah. play. But then at the end of the day... Uh, thing Phil Jackson still picked the player with the highest probability of making that shot and you know what that play would have been cleaner if Pippen was on the court drawing defenders onto him probably yeah so Pippen made that decision hey not only am I gonna sit off but I'm gonna negatively impact my team yeah. which he regrets he regrets I think he regrets but I feel like Phil Jackson that was if there was ever a moment where you lose your trust you lose the trust of your best player. That was it. Like, I don't see... 
I understand why Phil would do it, but I also see why he wouldn't draw that playoff for Pippen either. I'm pretty because sure Pippen could have made Phil Joshua was just being analytical. He was like, okay, what's the highest percentage shot that I can take right now with the players I have? Mm-hmm. Right? You can't... You can't this is where you can't be thinking about emotions. You can't be like, okay, yo, if I do this, this guy's going to feel bad. If I No, do this. it's not even emotions. I mean... But that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing about losing trust. You're losing trust on him because he's being emotional. Well, he had the right to, though. If he was being less emotional, thing out of You don't think he was the closer... I know... Kukun why did, why did Jordan get, throw up his passes to Paxson? Because he knew that was the right thing to do at the time. Also, he... Well, it wasn't the last shot, though. That was the, that, the fourth those quarter. Nine, those the, nine points. No, no, no. But, but see, there was a lot of build up to that, right? It was like fourth quarter. You had full time minutes or whatever the fuck minutes to go. Mm-hmm. Your coach in the time up says, trust that guy. Keeps making the shot and then Jordan keeps throwing it to him. Okay. So like trust was built within as they were playing. Almost. But the thing is, trust was built within these players over the season. Who coached that season? Made a bunch of buzzer beaters too. Was he playing that well in that game? Yeah. He was playing that well. The entire season, Kukoc was playing well. No, no, no. But that particular game, was he playing well? It looked like it. Mm. From the well, Again, I only saw highlights. But in highlights, it looked like Kukoc was doing damage. Yeah. But that's the thing. I feel like... Um... It's the same reason like why LeBron gets a lot of knocks to his name. But LeBron will throw the ball out to the open guy because he knows that's the right play. No, but not the bullshit he did with Kyle Korver for that three in the corner. Like, Korver's never going to make that fucking three. Korver's never going to make that three. I don't give a shit about right basketball play. Right basketball play is take Draymond on a one-on-one play, take him to the fucking hoop, man. Yeah, but then you got Draymond and Iggy coming at you with Durant shading. Durant, was Durant there? When Kyle Korver was there, yeah. No, but he got a good one-on-one look, man. He could have stepped back for whatever, two-pointer. He could have done a lot of things. I'm not, I'm saying yeah. in general, like... But uh, that was a terrible example. But, like, hit, no, LeBron my thing is, yo, he hit an open... Like, that was an example you pointed out, but I'm saying in general, LeBron yeah. likes to hit the open player. Jordan likes to hit people like Paxson and Steve Kerr. Think about it. In the 98 finals, Jordan relied on Steve Kerr. 97 finals, yeah. Oh, sorry, 97, yeah. Yeah, but... Yeah, okay. Okay. But this was the thing, though. The counter thing is, they, those guys could have missed that shot. It would have been fine. But this was, I think if Tony misses this shot, the series is done. It's, dude, game, basketball games come out to one or two points every game. Yeah. Those one or two points I, could happen in the first quarter, could happen in the fourth quarter. I feel like this was like a Marshawn Lynch situation that worked out well. Remember the one yard thing? This was a one-yard play that worked out well no, for... No, but this... Uh, um, yeah, I guess. because like uh, Phil Jackson. Patriots could have, uh, you know... Yeah. I dropped don't think... off that entire inside run. I get it. Yeah. I get it, but again... Like, was Lynch on the field for that player or no? 100%. He was yeah. a decoy. Exactly. Pippen wasn't even a fucking decoy because he's like, fuck it, I don't care. I know, I know, but and that's that's the no, reason that's that it looks so bad. It'll work out, right? I'm talking about the result and how what. Yeah, but let's see. I'm saying like, regardless of what it is, your coach yeah. should coaches should always have the last stand. I make I love LeBron. I think LeBron. That's one of LeBron's problems is he doesn't let the coach have the last say. Yeah, LeBron. Uh, I yeah. wish he had a coach like Phil Jackson who could take command of a team. Unfortunately, he's never had that. Well, yeah, he, he had a good coach and. 
Spolstra. Spolstra. And that's why they won two championships. I think it's also part of the reason why 2011 happened too. What do you mean when... Uh... I think LeBron wasn't playing his patent in LeBron basketball. Okay. Right? Yeah. That's part of the reason. I know there was... I heard some fucked up rumors about LeBron's wife and Rashad Lewis, some shit. Around oh, that time... I didn't hear that. Nobody knows. Everybody talking about how we it was an all-time choke, right? Mm-hmm. But I... It, I, it could have been a combination of things. Who the fuck knows? Mm-hmm. But I feel like definitely from a basketball standpoint, that was one of the reasons too. LeBron was sort of playing like a Kawhi Leonard type of basketball. He was being asked to play that. Like mm-hmm. you get the ball when you get the ball, make a play. The offense doesn't run through you. You're yeah. part of your, you're kind of like an outside. And okay. he had extreme difficulty. Get, get it going. Yeah. That was the problem, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll kind of, We'll get to that later. Yeah. Anyways, Pippin. You know what? Like, I think this arc, you have like in this separate... arc of a fucking story. What I'm trying to say is Pippin got shaded way too fucking much. Yeah, no. In the I, last dance, and yeah. that was purposely done so you can like talk about Jordan's greatness, but that's not mm-hmm. the case at all. Jordan's great on his own right, mm-hmm. right? Whatever, but Pippin needs his fucking credit. No, hundred percent. Pippin needs his credit. Like, yeah. Pippen did so much for that team. He was the better. He was the best defender on that team. Yeah, without Pippen. Yeah. Anyways, nothing so, is getting done without Pippen. Yeah, let's put it that way. So let's go back to this uh, season, okay. this ninety-five season. Um, he comes back. John comes back. Where's forty-five? And plays then, a few shit games. Starts, but picks the, up. I think he only played what seventeen games in total or in something? a season or twenty-five games in total in the regular, I, and then goes to the something playoffs. like that. Yeah, goes to the playoffs again. He switches back to number twenty-three because that's his yeah. Jordan number. Uh, one thing I gotta say before this, that clip of Pippin point wearing the Jordans, pointing at his shoe and then fingering like showing the finger for Jordan to come back was pretty sick. Yeah. You know what you know what clip I'm talking about? Yeah. Where he's yeah. like he show he points at the Jumpman logo and then like looks at the camera and just like yeah. waves his fingers like yo come back Jordan. Uh, See that's the thing like that was Pippin. I don't think he gave a fuck about. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think there was something about that. I think that ninety the ninety four playoffs was just a one off. Yeah. It was it was that and then again in the ninety eight season when he decided to not play the beginning of the season. But that's because he had issues with management. That's a whole different I feel story. like I'm I'm with Pippen on that one. The, oh yeah, I know. Jerry Krause was yeah, the fuck, low, fuck your team. Fat fuck your team when it comes to shit. that. Like, you you gotta know, get your money. Don't speak don't speak ill of the dead, but No, yeah. but uh, I don't even for me it's not even Krause. It's Reinsdorf. Really? Yeah. Reinsdorf. I think Krause is Krause. Why the fuck isn't the owner of the team, the guy who actually decides to pay the people? Because you, yeah. that's why you hire a general manager. General manager is supposed to take care of all this you don't, stuff. You don't talk. There's no point shooting the middle, man. There's no point. I don't know, man. That's why you hire It comes to the, the top. Way. It's like you have this fucking tyrannical attitude about contracts. Mm-hmm. The fuck? Like, if, do you want your team to lose? Winning definitely makes you more money. Yeah, no, 100%. So why don't you want to fucking spare up an extra five, six, seven million? Like, it, it's nothing to you. You know right. that. So know. That, that to me, that's why I was like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. But anyways. Anyways, yeah. So Jordan comes back and then... Goes up against Shaq and Hardaway. Yeah, and then they lose. They lose. And he right gets away. he gets pissed. He gets pissed. And that's where his anger for the next season comes out. Because he's just like... And his ideology is right. Like, most of their players weren't... The only player left from the original Pip. thing team was Pip. And maybe Armstrong that season... 
Armstrong left after that season. Uh, yeah, yeah. Armstrong so went to for that particular lineup. Yeah, so the lineup that was going into the ninety-five. Yeah. Uh, sorry, the yeah, the ninety-five, ninety-six season. It was just Pip. Yeah. It was Jordan Pip, and like everyone like was talking about, oh, yo, Bulls won three, Bulls won three, and he's just like, yo, fuck you guys, Bulls didn't win three. Me and Pip won three. Right there, you go. Was it that year that um, Kerr punched him, or the year after? Year after. Okay, but like that's where it was. Oh, like, actually, I don't know. We don't know when it's probably in '96. It probably happened in '96, but the story kind of came out when they were going over the '97 playoffs. Mm-hmm. But I think it it happened as they were first meeting up for sure. Yeah, because like okay, so Kerr got there when Paxson was there. Bless you. <laughs> Kerr got there when um, Paxson was there still, and Kerr actually says he's like he learned a lot from Paxson. He wanted to be um, what Paxson was to Jordan. Yeah, and he at the end of the day, he rightfully did so. He was that Very point much. guard that would you know put By up. By the like, way, also hit dagger threes when girls needed. Yeah, a dagger three. Yeah. See, I, I love those guys, man. Like fucking ice cold doesn't give a fuck. Just takes it and makes it. Yeah. Yeah, very much like, dude. But Kerr's Kerr, do you do you remember Kerr's story? Yeah, his story is pretty tragic too. Tragic, but you know he comes from a very well-educated family. Mm-hmm. Like, you can see why Kerr, how where he is. Yeah, and how he's able to manage a team and everything, right? Yeah, now. the guy knows what he's doing. But dude, like, so basically, he's a winner too. By the way, fucking what is it? He got seven rings now. Uh, four Six, playing, three coaching. Rings? Yeah. yeah. Only player in modern in the modern era that has four in a row. There you go. Well, uh, yeah. that's because of pure chance, but... Well, again, he played with some really good players, but it's not like he was a bomb on these teams. It's not no, like he was he Patrick McCaw. He definitely McCall. had an impact. He definitely had an impact. Right? Yeah. Like, Patrick McCaw has three rings in a row, but like... Yeah. He was much better than a Patrick McCaw, <laughs> for sure. He was a Steve Kerr. Yeah, he anyway, was a Steve Kerr. But, like, yeah, his whole thing about, like, him growing up, you know, not getting very many recruits, like, in high school. As soon as he gets one recruitment, he goes to that school without even getting a scholarship. Yeah. When that happened, his father was a um, professor, I forget what university, but, like, in... Yeah, he got sent off to the Middle East. Yeah, he went. He had to get sent off to the Middle East. And so his mother and his um, younger brother went and joined his father. And then his father got shot by radicals. Yeah, in the face. Which was yeah. very unfortunate. Yeah. And I'm sure, like, see, that's the thing. I wish this documentary did a lot more on the entire Bulls team. No, no, we'll get to that. In okay, a bit. yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that at the yeah. end. So, anyways, so this episode seven is all basically about them kind of the, And leading up to that shot that he took in the 97. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like '97, the the chapter nine or whatever was. Well, we uh, we actually skipped over Sean Kemp and Gary Payton finals. Oh right, 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 right. That one, I mean, you you know, a lot was made about. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, Jordan won the uh, his fourth championship on Father's Day. You saw how emotional he was. Yeah. But the whole thing about you know him, he shot relatively not that good. To Jordan standards, mm-hmm. because he shot like forty one percent or something, something like that. I mean, which by the way, does not fucking matter. Like, yeah. it, it does not matter. Like, I don't think anyone's ever felt the difference between forty one and forty six. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not a. You don't feel it. 
in in one in a single game because you're dropping yeah. thirty. The guy is dropping thirty. Yeah, in a single game, it's very hard to yeah. Unless you're Howard, uh, not Howard. Sorry, Harden taking forty shots a game. Yeah, because then you feed it. Yeah, but no. But no. I feel like Gary Payton definitely guarded the fucking shit out of Jordan. So that's the thing. Like the first three games, Gary Payton didn't. Yeah. It was until they were down to three zero. That's when Payton started guarding him. Yeah. And that was also all because the coach is like, oh, you know, you, yeah. we need you on offense. Can't, it's what you said earlier, right? It's like, can't let him focus too much on defense because we need him on offense. Yeah. Do you remember what uh, Jordan said after when he heard what uh, Gary Payton said? He was laughing. Yeah, Jordan was just like... But that's the thing. that He was supposed to do that. But he yeah. definitely got... It, listen, you can't stop greatness, but you can definitely bother him. Yeah. And <laughs> that... Like, Same thing what Kawhi did to LeBron. Like, these guys... If you play focused defense on them, 100%, it's going to bother the player. Yeah. It's never going to stop them, but it's 100% going to bother them. I honestly Whoever think... Whoever says otherwise is a fucking... I liar. think they should have... What Seattle Sonics should have done is fuck um, things offense. Fuck Payton's offense. Let the game be 4-on-4 four four and you get Payton and Jordan to isolate. But I feel like that's not going to work in his favor. Because of Scottie Pippen? No. It, man... Anybody with a jump shot, mm-hmm. it's just a tough gig, right? Yeah. I feel like... Because when they say defense, it's also like energy, right? You're just making the guy work a little harder. Yeah. Right? It's not even about Dex, like making the shot or attempting the shot. You're mm-hmm. never going to stop Jordan from taking a jump shot. Yeah. I don't think so. But you can just make him work a little bit more, right? Mm-hmm. One extra dribble, whatever the fuck. That's going to amount to a mess down the line. Yeah. But I feel like that was going to take way too much away from Gary, and Gary was way too much important for the offense. Yeah, and that's Your what point guard can't be guarding the shooting guard. It's just no fucking way. Yeah. Right? And that's what the coach said. That's yeah. what... That made sense. But I feel like Sean Kemp, whatever, they, they just had a great year. That's all. Mm-hmm. I think they were a great team, great duo. But, yeah. <laughs> Dude, they weren't that? up to that standard. What was that one game where they only scored 57 points? That was a jazz. Oh, sorry. What am I even saying? Yeah, yeah, I'm getting my. Yeah, I watched four. I watched three and a half episodes in one day. I got a little bit mixed up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that Anyways, was one but and then in the other episode, the next episode mm-hmm. is the Jazz, right? Mm-hmm. And Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr's shot. Oh wait, going going back to Father's Day. So Jordan wins a game Father's Day. Yeah. And he breaks apart because that's the f- one of the best moments in sports. Cause like, I feel like like you really see the importance his father played in his life and how like how connected they were. Dude, Jordan, Jor- that, that's the thing. I feel like Jordan. He was, he he had a family. Like that's not something LeBron can say. Like like he had two stable parents that yeah. were just a, brother, a great support like, system. Brother, like he just came from a yeah. great family. Like you know. Mm-hmm. The guy, he needed that support. I feel like that's part of the reason why LeBron... I think you're right in the sense that LeBron, growing up in the social media culture, mm-hmm. he LeBron probably has the most thick skin out of all of them. Him and... definitely, I think Kobe's up there. Mm-hmm. But LeBron definitely has that. Right? The guy grew up in hardship. Yeah. So that's 17 years of hardship before he finally got that NBA money. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure colleges were doing some... Under the table, table deals, he, but... Uh, he never went to college. But, like, right, like, remember, like, when his mom got that SUV... Hummer! They, she took a loan out, yeah. like, against LeBron's future career. That was a huge scandal. 
Yeah, Houston. I, I forget. Like I don't know. I vaguely remember. Yeah, it. But, yeah, but the thing is, like, people were already making money off of LeBron. LeBron was like 15, 16 years old. Yeah. So why is LeBron not allowed to make money off of himself? Yeah. 100%. Like the high schools make money off of him. ESPN was making money off him. Sports Illustrated, right? Yeah. <sighs> so like that's the thing. Like yeah, Jordan can... didn't have to face all those type of things, but that made him closer with his dad. Like uh, not face, but I think he had such a great support stable, system. Yeah. Support system that. He had that extra, somebody he can rely on. Yeah. And there was a part in, uh, I think, one of the episodes where he, that that security guard Jordan had. Became a father figure. Became yeah, a father. Yeah. There was a line where I think the security guard's wife dropped that Jordan would call him late mm-hmm. at night, crying, breaking down, talking about this and that. Yeah. And they would have those talks. So I think Jordan really needed that. Like, there was a part of him that was very much a child that needed his dad. Mm-hmm. No, hundred percent. Right. And then like him just breaking. he's like a very emotional guy in a way. I mean, yeah, there was that, but like also look at it, Ben. When he won his first championship, that picture of him kissing the trophy, his dad's literally right there in the his, picture. His dad's right there. Every great moment he had. And I, I really envy that. Like having that type of relationship with your father is something that's crazy. Because like a lot of people have, like a lot of people have their dads in their lives, right? But how many people can say that they're that close with their dad? Like, their dad is their best friend. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that also helped him, like... Because he could have easily gone sidetracked and got... Like, especially when he got into the NBA. Could have fell into that trap door of, like... Drugs, drugs hookers, hookers. yeah. Right? But, but he didn't. That's the thing. So, watching him, like... Watching that break down when he goes back into the locker room. He just falls on the ground crying. Just, yeah. like... That got to me. That's like, holy fuck, man. Like... Yeah, man. He... That was a it was, it was a great moment to watch, mm-hmm. and then, you know, ninety eight season whatever we so, fast forward to ninety eight or do you want to talk about more? well ninety six ninety seven season possibly one of the greatest seasons ever seventy two ten seventy two ten like Pippen apparently was looking at the red rot the schedule and was just like I don't see ourselves losing to any of these teams yeah that was one of the that was one of the greatest seasons like. Only the, so here's the thing. Do you think that's the greatest team formed ever? You know what? I was looking at it. I was talking to my brother-in-law. I think that that team beats the Durant Warriors. I think so. I think that team beats the Durant Warriors. Yeah, but again, depends on the uh, rules. Yes, how much hand checking is allowed. and um, No, because what people don't realize... Uh, well, I, I think they realize it too, but I don't think the Bulls know th- this pace that the Warriors play at, or this... The game. modern era pace, yeah, in the last five years. Yeah. There's nobody that, like, for every two points, those boys can put up a 3-3-3-3-3-3-3. Three, 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 three. Like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's like, they'll lose. There's definitely... You got to give Warriors the credit, and you got to give them the benefit of the doubt. Because of the roster and everything, mm-hmm. whatever, that it'll be a great seven-game series. But for some odd reason, man, I'm still putting my money on the Bulls. Yeah. I got to put money on Pip and Jordan. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, because I think that, yes, they can put threes, but I think the, the Bulls will wear them down defensively. Will just be on you, because people don't play defense like they did back Yeah, 100%. Back. I think Steph Curry, I, I can see, like, here's the thing about Kevin Durant, too. Mm-hmm. People don't talk about I know a lot of people... Say he's better than Kawhi. I don't think so. I don't think Kevin Durant's as tough as Kawhi. No, not even close. 
Yeah, no, I don't think so either. He can hit those crazy shots, whatever it has. He can put up 40 points a game, but mentally he'll break down. He he, he can have those... Yeah, he can have great games, whatever. Mm-hmm. But he's also one of those guys that can give you a quiet 30 and have absolutely no impact. Sometimes. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, he's also one of the few people that gave up a 3-1 to lead with a great supporting cast. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. He gave that to the Warriors and they joined the Warriors. Forget yeah. about that whole <laughs> shit, but it's alright, man. He's a cupcake. Yeah, he, he's not tough. Yeah, for me, like I don't think he's he deserves to get compared to LeBron, Kawhi, because they they're just better leaders, mm-hmm. tougher and mentally just more stronger. Mm-hmm. And also Durant too. Like I know he's a great offensive player, but man, there have been times where he would just jack up threes in o- OKC. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he would get trapped, just jack up threes. And then when the threes aren't going, he just couldn't find a way to score. Yeah. There have been sometimes, like, not obviously the whole game, but, like, certain two, three-minute time periods where the other team could just fucking go on a run. Mm -hmm. And they can find a way to trap him. Right? Durant's natural, uh, I guess, what what do you call it? It's like instinct is to pull up. Yeah. That pull-up's not there. He's And there will be times when it's not there. He just can't turn it. Like, Kawhi can somehow find a way to do something else and somehow claw his way back into the game. Yeah. I feel like Durant was just... He'll just pull up, pull up, pull up. If it goes in, it goes in. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And it, and that's it. Okay, no, fair enough. Um. So, what else? Okay, man? so... Him breaking down and then the 72 win game... Win game, win season... Yeah. Um. They go into the playoffs. Take Malone and Stockton's money. Now, like, that, no, that's the players after. Eh? They didn't. They play Jazz two years in a row. Yeah, but it's not the seventy two ten season. It's the year after seventy two ten was against uh, uh Sean Kemp and no seventy two ten season was ninety six ninety seven. Ninety five ninety six against really? Sean Kemp. Yeah, Sonics. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And they had still 65-plus wins the other two seasons. But it was Jazz back-to-back. Mm-hmm. And obviously, man, my respect for Stockton went through the roof. Because uh, there was this... Uh, this in that There was a small interview of him in the yeah. clip. Everybody was like, oh, man, Jordan's the black cat, whatever the fuck. Stockton was like, I didn't give a shit. <laughs> I just wanted to win. Like, I didn't care if it was Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> and you saw that. Like, yeah, he was yeah, clutch, yeah. man. No, man. He made, was... Like, I he was cold-blooded. <laughs> he made I always some about threes to cut the gap. He made clutch shots to go up. Clutch passes, too. Oh, yeah. Yo, so, like, before watching this and watching, like, Stockton highlights now, I was like, oh, Stockton's just, like, a white guy, you know, does, like, the typical, you know, dribble, pass, like, fun. He's a white guy that can steal. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this guy was amazing. So he still holds a record for most assists, right? Most assists, most steals, mm. and a fifty percent sh- career shooter. That's a that's a point guard. That's a real point guard right that's there. A real point guard, man. And Malone played well too. Like, dude, dude. Mal- if Malone had one championship, mm-hmm. I think he'll be in the goat discussion. Like, he's the greatest player in my honest opinion. I know Barkley's up mm-hmm. there as. Probably the most impressive, pound for pound, even greatest player. Yeah. But Malone, his career is, it, it was just one championship being away from 
like an all-time great. He yeah. could very well be the greatest power forward of all time. Yeah. Dude. It, he was a scoring machine, man. man. And he was very good defensively, too. He was. He was. So now this is a lot of discussion people have about him, which we'll, we can get into when my brother-in-law's here. Because my brother-in-law can't stand him for whatever reason. He's just like, yo, he's yeah, a stat patter. Oh, okay. He's a stat patter. Like, he wasn't as clutch as people think he was, apparently. I never... Man, I never think a four and a five are clutch. It's hard to. But, like, no, I would think, like, Kareem and... Oh, Hakeem yeah, were clutch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, Kareem in like a sky hook or when he was playing on Milwaukee. Yeah, I don't think... But here's the thing, though. I don't. Obviously, I haven't watched it enough. Just knowing what these guys are capable of. Mm-hmm. I don't think with 12 seconds on the shot clock... The, the ball actually might go to Kareem. I'm not sure. Maybe. No, the ball would go... Kareem, yeah, the ball would go to... Probably. And same I thing guess. with Hakeem, too. Hakeem was one of those guys. Yeah, I, was, maybe you're right. I don't know, man. I just... For me, it's hard to imagine a center being clutch. I never think of centers being close. I get it, because like, what do you think about clutch? Do you think about you know a side to side dribble across? Side to, exactly. Someone hitting or a, a quick pop catch and shoot. Yeah, and that's, that's not, not their not name, a but center. Like, yeah, or, a, or but like Hakeem doing a dream shake or uh, thing, Kareem doing a hook, like Kareem's like Kareem a, hook. I can imagine catch and hook. <laughs> catch and hook. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Anyways, go on. So yeah, that kind of uh, wraps up the um, episode seven. And um, it's not episode seven, episode nine, and then episode ten really talks about him ending this, that, that. But listen, we gotta talk about the food poisoning game. I think that's the talk oh, yeah. of the town, real or fake? Because I think that story is fake as fuck. What the fact that those five guys showed up with the pizza and yeah, Jordan? Yeah, yeah, it was too scripted, man. Like whenever you have a white guy saying, "I knew this was gonna be trouble," like shut up, you fucking Yo, Jordan's best friend and that like the guy who was his best friend. How the hell is he friends with Jordan? You mean his trainer? No, not his trainer. Like the guy in the dock that always comes up as his best friend. I forget what his name was. Was it a security guy? No, he was just a regular white guy who met him at an airport. And they were best friends, apparently. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell, I don't the know, fuck? He probably has a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, I don't know, man. That whole flu game, food poisoning game, like... First he said it's flu, now it's food poisoning because five people, I guess, drugged his pizza. Whatever. I think it's just a hangover yeah. game. Yeah, or alcohol poisoning or something. Yeah. But, you know, hey. way, it's a mixture of things that didn't sit well with Jordan. Yeah. Like, probably, he was probably drinking eight, nine beers and had a pizza, whatever. Yeah, man. Probably partially every bit of that story was true, but I think definitely alcohol played a part. Oh, alcohol definitely had to play a part in there. <laughs> yeah. Especially the way this guy drank. Oh, um, 97 season, 96, 97 season is also the season where the infamous uh, Steve Kerr punch happened. That's the season the Steve Kerr punch happened. So, before they played, like, and that's the reason why Steve Kerr was so clutch against Indiana. Right. Right? Because that's like. No, I thought thought all that probably happened when they played. Earlier, but then. Okay, okay, fair enough. But, like, the whole story behind it is, like, Steve Kerr was defending him on during practice, according to Phil Jackson. Like, Phil Jackson said that thing. Yeah. And Steve Kerr was, like, getting under his skin. Yeah. And, and Jordan couldn't, like, hand... Jordan was getting more and more pissed, no, especially because, Steve like, Kerr threw the first punch. Jordan just returned fire. Uh, was it? Yeah. Okay. Kerr punched him first, like, in the chest. Or oh, the yeah. Practice. Kerr hit him in the chest, and then yeah, Jordan and laid him out. Punched him. And then, you know what? That's the thing. Like, he called that day... To Kerr, and he apologized, and like yeah. from then on, he's like, "Yo, Kerr is my guy now." Yeah, 
I think there was the, there, there's that level of respect. Yeah. And you can tell it too, man. Those players, like Kerr, you know, you give him the respect that he deserves. You mm-hmm. know there's that ice cold, that killer in him too. Mm-hmm. You know he can hit those clutch free throws, clutch two. He may not always make them, but he's there to make them. Yeah. Sort of. He's there when you need him. Yeah. He's another beast. Yeah. So, like, um, obviously, you know, there's the iconic steal in the 98. After the food poisoning thing, whatever. Yeah. And then it's Pippin's back was gone. Yeah. So let's talk about that first off. Yeah. Pippin was struggling that game. But, man, did you see the last second? Like, uh, there's a 10-second clip of Pippin saying to Jordan. Because after Jordan hit that clutch shot. Pippen mm-hmm. was like, yo, there's still four point whatever the fuck seconds left. I will cha- take a charge if need be. Yeah. Pippen was a fighter. Yo, that guy's career could have ended right there. If there was a charge, against, especially against Malone. Mm-hmm. That would have been it for him. That could have sure. been his career. Yeah. And he didn't give a fuck. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so where was this personality for the first, like, where's the props? Because that was the guy. That yeah. was Pippen. Yeah. That was Scotty. So where was that respect toward the docu series? So I'm gonna we're gonna touch on that right at the end. Yeah. So um, game uh, episode ten. There's not really much to just kind of talk about that last game. They talk about the falling out of the entire team at the end. Yeah. So okay, do you want to talk about the game? Yeah. So there was the <coughs> game six clutch performance. Jordan hits the shot, gets a steal off of Malone, and then hits that shot. Hits that last shot. It was such a great shot, man. It was a good shot. It was like. Uh... There was ever an iconic shot. That was it. If there was one shot to describe basketball, mm-hmm. that's it. And then there's you got your Kawhi shot, Ray Allen shot, uh, and then I guess Jordan's shot against uh, Craig Elo. Mm-hmm. And there, there's this one underrated shot that LeBron made against Chicago that doesn't get enough credit. But yeah, that clutch shot. Because think about it: if they lose mm-hmm. that game, Chicago goes up three to one. Yeah. Right? It's a yeah. very underrated shot. Like, I know it happened in the, what the fuck, first round or second round. I forget. Yeah, but no, it but was a... Very clutch shot. Uh, yeah. Okay. I so, mean, he, you know, the, the Jordan is a shooting guard, elite shooting guard. So, that, that, that those type of shots are nothing to do. Yeah, that's true. It's a shot he made his entire career against a bum-ass defender. <laughs> By the way, can we just talk about that? Like... Who the fuck was guard? Like, there was nobody good. Defensive matchup on, yeah. on Jazz. On Jazz. Period. Yeah. Especially for someone like Jordan. Yeah, that's it's a joke. They should have, again, they should have, like. By the way, it, it, is it safe to say that probably the most overrated defensive era was the 90s? Overrated? In a way. Huh? We treat these guys like whatever, this, that, that, but you had. Great defensive talents, mm-hmm. but as a team, it's always one on one, man on man. You can literally drag the man out to the other side, and then because that's how you were taught to play, yeah. and you can get easy one on one matchups. And like, defenders were allowed to hand check and stuff, so it's not as much lateral movement. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, no, I, I can see that. I can see that argument. Yeah, I see that. A lot of people are gonna hate on us for this, but no, that's why I put Kawhi as the greatest defender <laughs> of all time. If you don't think play defense now is tougher? Oh yeah, no, definitely. Because any touch, anytime you breathe on them, it's a foul. Yeah, and I, obviously, I feel like 
I know Jordan was an exceptional athlete, and so was Pippen. But a lot of those guys in the 1990s era, they mm-hmm. weren't as athletic as the guys now, clearly. I think the talent pool right now is just a really deep yeah, pool. Man. It's insane. Like, for whatever reason, there's like 20 guys on the in the league right now that you'd be like, okay, I'd be okay with starting with this guy on my team. Yeah. Like, back then, there was like five guys. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Especially in the guard position. Yeah, no, of course. Um, so that being said, they go on, win the last championship. So the whole last dance, the whole idea of last dance was this is going to be the last year that the Bulls are going to be together. One because fucking episode dedicated to that. Fucking Cruz. We'll talk about how the show was set up. Yeah. So it, Cruz was basically just like, oh, um, Pippen, like from the very beginning was like, yes, Phil Jackson's not going to be with us. Like just dead. Phil Jackson's not going to be with us at the end of the he league. He killed the season. He killed it. And Jordan was like, if Phil's not back, I'm not back. Rodman's like, yo, these guys are not back, I'm not back. And Pippen was already cheesed because like he was getting slapped up yeah. money-wise. So Jordan Pippen brought, was the easiest to fucking... First one... For Jordan, Pippen was out before the season even started. Yeah, yeah. So Jordan brought up a point right at the end. He's like... Because the question I always asked, would you run it back? And Jordan was like, you don't think if we had a choice, we wouldn't run it back? Yeah. If Phil Jackson resigns, Jordan resigns. If Jordan resigns, Rodman resigns. And if Jordan and Rodman resigns, the heart like I'm pretty sure you can bring Pippen. And back. the thing is like, even if it was like a one year sign, even if it was a one year like okay, sign for one year. Yeah. Right. Jordan said it himself. He's like, I was ready to sign a one year. Yeah. Phil was ready to sign a one year. Rodman, we could have. No, come... Phil wasn't. No, Phil wasn't. Phil wasn't. Uh, Phil wasn't. But that's what Jordan said. Oh, yeah, was like yeah, Phil yeah. could have been convinced to sign a one year. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. Rodman would have been convinced to sign a one year, and yeah, he Rodman even said, for sure would have. He's like Pippen would have. He's like Pip would have been the hardest, but we could have told Scotty be like yeah. one year. Let's run it back. Let's get our shit. Yeah. Let's make some greatness happen. But the Bulls organization, because apparently organization trumps individual players, even if you got like some of the greatest talents ever and the greatest, arguably the greatest coach ever. Yeah. But I feel like. Um, there was a moment I feel like even Phil Jackson realized that the road was getting tougher and tougher. I feel like Bulls, if they try to mm-hmm. play that next year, they probably would have lost. So, Bill uh, Bill Simmons, one of my favorite analysts, he was talking about, and I actually looked it up too, the year after was another lockout year. Yeah, it was, it was a, a short, shortened shorter season, season right? yeah. And if you look at the finals that was played, um, Spurs and... Um, who did Spurs beat in the finals? Regardless, whoever the team in the East was, they're both very young teams. Who the fuck did they face? I don't remember. Regardless, look, I'll figure it out. In the meantime, they were very... Magic? Was no, it Magic? No, no, Okay, ninety. it's a 99 finals, right? Yeah, 99 finals. This is going to eat us away if we don't figure it out. Yeah, let's figure it out. Took on Eastern Conference. New York Knicks. Knicks went to the finals? Yeah. Holy crap, Knicks went to the finals. But the fucking who? They were but they were very young teams, right? And that's because Patrick like Ewing was there? Like the no. season was shorter. Um the rosters were a lot tighter. Yeah, I remember some blue. I that, that's why I was thinking about Orlando, but I guess it was the Knicks. Patrick Ewing, Ben Davis. Holy crap, I don't know where these people. Herb Williams, I okay, so it's just Ewing. I guess it was Ewing, but like Marcus Camby. Rick Bunsen, okay. But, oh, Jeff Van Gundy was their coach at the time. Nice. Yeah. But apparently, like, coach. their aggregate age was, like, very young. Both yeah. those teams' aggregate ages were young, right? Because, like... That was Tim Duncan's first year? 
the league? Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure how many years in the league he was in. Was a, was a killer, man. Came out, came in, I think, and won. Yeah. I think so. If I'm not mistaken. But, like, that's the whole thing. Like, even though um, it was a tough... No, he got drafted in 97. So, 97-98 oh. was his first year. And then 98-99. Okay. Second year, wins the championship. Yeah. But like yeah, they so would have been right, tough. Yeah, they, they, it would have been tough, but they might have had a. They might have had. They might have yeah, had a actually, fighting if that Knicks team, as you said, was making it, most likely Bulls would have made it. Yeah, I don't know. Granted, if been granted, first. Pip was hurt. Rodman That's was like P- Rodman Pip was falling was, even deeper into his pit hole. Yeah, Pip was on his last legs. Yeah, I don't know. I think even I think the following season with the Rockets, he did perform well though. Was it the what, the following season he went straight to Rockets or was um, Spur... Uh... No, no, it was Rockets and then Trailblazers. Okay, he played better on Trailblazers than he did with Rockets. For sure. That Pip, Rock- Pip had issues with the coaching and everything. Dude, that Rockets team could have been good. Nah. Pip, Barkley, and Hakeem? If the coaching was good... Five years if, younger. If they were healthy, yeah. yeah. Barkley was done, bro. Yeah, Barkley had a very short career, if you think about it. Comparatively? Ten years. Ten years. Great. Yeah, I guess. Okay, yeah, compared to this era. But, okay... So, yeah, they could have run it back, but Cruz and management and their owner was like... Even Reinsdorf, too. I think Reinsdorf wasn't about to subscribe to that. Yeah. Anyways, how'd you like the doc? Well, they should have renamed it to Michael Jordan's Last Dance. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I get it. You're Jordan, but blah, blah, blah. But, like, some of the stories, like, we knew already. Like... Okay. Like, for fuck's sake. So, I don't give a fuck about, like, honestly... The Pizza Gate, I don't care. Like, I just don't give a fuck. I, I was interested in the Republican shoes. That was a great bit. Mm-hmm. Contract stuff, the nitty gritty. Like, even about when he was talking about his dad, the emotional side of him winning, you know, him being a tyrant, whatever. All those things were great. But it's just to focus on Jordan, like every single major thing that everybody knew about Jordan. I didn't give a fuck about. So this is my thing. Like, uh, I'm not sure. So uh, what's his name? So the current NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, was actually head of uh, NBA media relations at the time. So he's the one that actually got them to film the 97-98 season. Yeah. Um, but the only um, thing, like the only asterisk that was, Jordan said that he'll only allow this filming if he gets final say what what happens to this footage. Yeah. So they apparently have over 5,000 hours of footage. Or some yeah, stupid, ridiculous... 5,000... Yeah, some stupid, ridiculous number of... I don't blame... Like, that's right? my thing, man. What so, I... Uh, sorry, let me... Yeah. Um, this footage... Like, he didn't... Jordan didn't sign off on this footage being used for a documentary until 2016. Right? Like, he had so much control over this footage that they kind of had to make... It. And, like, his production company had rights to it, right? So, his production company had final say about what was said. That's why it was so Jordan-centric. That's why his father... Like, again, it's th- it's supposed to be the Bulls' last stand. Yeah. But they focus on his father. Whereas Steve Kerr had a tragic thing, too, with his father. So does Scottie Pippen. People don't know about this. They didn't even mention Scottie Pippen's parents in that. Dude, apparently... Apparently, Pippen's father passed away a week or two before his migraine game. Yeah. And... So, you know, where's that mention? It's like, oh, it's a migraine game. Oh, yeah, it's unfortunate. I'm like, motherfucker, give some context. Like, mm-hmm. you know, th- that's extra 20 seconds you could have fucking put, put in. I'm pretty sure when in the interview he mentioned his dad. Yeah. 
There's no there's no reason for him to not to do it. Yeah. Right? There's but, that. You know. There's the fact that like Rodman, yeah, they did an episode of Rodman, but Rodman had so much history going on. They could have talked about all this stuff, like everything. His, him his you know, his attempted suicide, they glanced over that. Him going and uh going and wrestling with Hulk Hogan during the finals. Like, well, it, they did. Get they in. did, but again, it was a glance. It wasn't like a deep dive. Like asking him about that, yeah. him showing up to practices in like pajamas, like not giving a shit. Yeah. Um. They could have done like they obviously did talk to Phil Jackson a lot, but they could have done a lot more about Phil Jackson, his family life, and his rise. I really, I'm glad they didn't go there. <laughs> Why? I couldn't you, give a fuck about. You Phil don't care Jackson. about um, coaches. No, like honestly, Phil Jackson to me. I understand his greatness, everything, but for me, it sounds like he's a little bit overrated as a coach. Mm, I triangle mean, offense. Yeah, he also did have like some of the greatest players of all time. Literally, some of the, both teams. literally top five, arguable greatest players. Like literally out of the top ten, he had four of them. Yeah. So it's like, uh, what do you expect the yeah. result to be? Yeah, true. I get it. There was story that's blah blah. Whatever. But you, you get what I mean, really. I think yeah. you said it too. Like, you'd rather see more of a bowl-centric... Yeah. You're telling me you couldn't put out a funny moment between all of these guys in the locker room more than once, twice? How about some conversation after a certain loss? Like, I ne- I wanted to see those kind of things. How about a conversation that wasn't Jordan? How about a conversation between Horace Grant and someone? Right. Or like, Rijantra and someone? And like... like it was something, something to describe the experience of that... Final other season. players, yeah, yeah. Um, I understand you can still make it sixty-five percent about Jordan, but don't yeah. make it ninety-two percent about Jordan. Yeah, right. So that's another thing. Another thing is like I kind of it was cool, but also got kind of annoying. Where the fact that they kept jumping the timeline. Um. Yeah. It was cool. Like no, it was a really good I, watch. I like. I liked it when it went over the things like you know the Republican whatever. Mm-hmm. Those kind of stuff. But when it went on to like, oh, Michael Jordan got drafted 84, hit this college shot, I don't give a fuck. Okay, so no, I do. So my thing is, I give a fuck about that stuff. But I hate the fact that I kept jumping back. Like, I'd rather watch an episode episode? just like go about this entire season. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Instead of like, that's fair. Like, we find out about uh, Pippin not wanting to play in the first two episodes. Then his, like, I would rather know that going into that full episode, not having to reflect again, be like, okay, this happened, this happened, this happened. Yeah, that's fair. Like, no, don't get me wrong. Like, it was it was an enjoyable watch. It's like, 9 out of 10. Dude, I'm going to watch it again. 9 and a half. This, this 10, yeah. um, like, I'm not a big doc. I've never watched too many documentaries, but I'm going to watch this documentary again. Yeah, probably. But, like, I feel like if I watch the documentary, I got to have a notepad and a pen in my hand. Yeah. Especially because it was released week by week. Because, like, I have to reflect on what happened last week. Yeah. Rather than if, it, if I watched, like, a chronological order, it yeah. would have been something. Yeah. But they could have... Given us a bit more stories about the season and the players. For sure, the other players. Like, I get it. But here's the thing, man. Like, for me, Michael Jordan, the impression I got from him is mm-hmm. this dude is not happy. I don't know. Something's up with this guy. Do you not get that impression? Yeah. It's Some like, play. how do you not fucking reflect with a smile? Like, Magic Johnson does it all the time. Yeah. Larry Bird has zero problem giving credit to people that deserves credit. You know, he was the, probably the cockiest guy ever. And the fact that he was white makes it 10 times more cocky. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, he has zero problem giving credit 
to players. But Jordan, on the other hand, it's like... Jordan couldn't do it. And um, that's one of the reasons why, like, say, Carl Malone decided not to... Like, he straight up did not come into the pot, into the um, dock. And I was actually surprised that Isaiah Thomas was in the documentary as much as he was. Yeah. For someone to have got yeah. <laughs> shunned out by Jordan. Even Isaiah Thomas and Magic Jordan made up. You know this, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. After a couple know, of years, like, they made up. But, like, him and Jordan just had this, like, complete Brunch. aggression. And I'm still I'm surprised. pretty sure Isaiah Thomas let it go a long time ago. But Jordan, do you think Jordan did? No, he did no, not. Not Jordan. I'm, that's what I'm saying. He but that's what I'm saying. Like, fuck. like why would Isaiah Thomas be like, okay, fine, let me, let me be part of this like glorious like thirty-two. I don't know, man. Whatever. I think it was. I, I'm pretty sure he is an analyst of the ESPN. I'm pretty sure Isaiah? he's employed. Okay. Yeah, by ESPN. So oh. there's that too, right? But like, you know, Isaiah Thomas, the whole handshake thing. It's like, really, dude, you're going to... It's 20 years after that happened. You're going to hold that? Hold that grudge? And even Isaiah Thomas regrets it, like, being like... 30 years, sorry. 30 years. 20... Oh, yeah, 30 years now. Yeah, it's like, who gives a fuck? Even Isaiah, like, he gave the explanation. And you can tell, Bill Lambier does not give a flying fuck. He was like, I made that decision. I don't regret it one bit. Mm -hmm. Lambier, by the way, like, if you... I saw him on uh, ESPN First Take yeah. with uh, Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith. Mm-hmm. He's like a stand-up guy. Like, he just straight-up answers, no bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, cut from that type of, you know. Cloth, yeah. Cloth. You know, the guy says that. He stands by it. Isaiah Thomas, he gave his honest opinion. Like, he wasn't on some macho shit. He was like, I still stand by it. No, he was like, you know what, man? I actually regret it. Like, I felt yeah. like a poor sportsman at that time. Like, Which, going back. Dude, a lot of people do, man. Like, I play soccer all the time. I played in multiple tournaments. I know some of my guys, <coughs> sad man, who won't shake people's hands after he loses because he's like, yo, fuck sportsmanship. Yeah. Well, it's up to you. Either you stand by that all the way mm-hmm. or you give an honest take on it. Yeah. And, and that's what it is. But it's like 30 years later, like, come on. 30 fucking years later. Dude, you still Jordan's still Jordan. And that's like, even my boy, like, he'll, afterwards, he's like, he never holds any grudges. Like, we don't hold any grudges. That's the thing. Really. He also never holds a grudge. Cool. So, oh, yeah. No, I'm not saying that, that, but I'm saying like. But Jordan, not Jordan, only are you like so fucking petty enough to hold that grudge. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like this guy remembers all the wrong things about everybody that, like, he was saying that, oh, uh, Clyde Drexler thought he was good so he made my list like guy guy stop being so bothered. but like probably part of the reason why he was so good like he, mm-hmm. he has that sociopathic side to him well that's the thing right do you hear that um like when bj armstrong went off on him when he was on hornets jordan took that personally and then like decided to wipe the floor with them yeah or like i forget like watching yeah he thought one of the defenders said good luck or something and they didn't even happen and he just well, he, like he made that up and released that rumor. Right. And he made he that up and released that rumor just to kind of psych himself up. Like, I get it. Yeah, anything to psych yourself up because, you know, at the end of the day, the game comes first. Winning comes first. Yeah. But, dude, you a psychopath? Like, that's who he is. That's who he was. He was a psychopath. But I feel like, you know, when you're at this stage mm-hmm. of your life, you got to reflect back and, like, have some sort of, you know, some sort of self-reflection and and think you know you know what man i don't really give a fuck anymore this was legit a 10 hour homage to michael jordan and that's it 
Yeah, like, more or less. This like last dance putting the Bulls logo, it should just be I mean I guess the um, It was the Jordan smoking a cigar. Yeah, I guess. By the way, he that guy made smoking a cigar look cool. He's the only dude that I think. Why you thinking about smoking a cigar now? No. <laughs> he definitely makes it look good. <laughs> yeah. No, he definitely does. Um dude, okay, what a like I don't no. know, man. I I, I want to see more. I want to see more bulls. I want to see more Same. bulls. I want to. That was my final take on it. I feel I I'm a big fan of Scotty Pippen. Like, no Scotty. Big fan of Rodman. I wish there was more Rodman. I want to. I'd actually be down to watch like a two hour special just on Rodman in his life. Yeah. And his crazy shenanigans like him, you know. Dude, doing... there like uh there was a guy who who hung around with Rodman, a famous singer, mm-hmm. and he had all these crazy stories. There's an episode on Joe, uh, Joe Rogan podcast. About this guy. I forget his name. I think it's Jimmy Corgan or some shit. Yeah. Something Corgan, I think. Right? Interesting stories. Yeah. Biggest stories, this, that. Yeah, Why 100% be down to watch that crap. Yeah. It was so good, but I guess they just couldn't do it. Yeah, I'll keep going. But, um, so was that. There was a fact that they literally, like, they glorified Jordan to the extreme. Yeah. Listen, man. And Jordan's one. You're already the GOAT. Like, what more do you want? I get it. Like, like what more? So it's what I was saying earlier, right? Like, the fact is, he signed the paper in 2016. After, what else happened? After, happened? After what the, else happened in 2016, Saad? Tell me. Three to one? Three to one. Yeah, but like, honestly, man, listen. I, I just feel like it, it, there, there was probably something else. I don't think it's just LeBron and Jordan like, oh, fuck, let me just pick the phone up. No way. You think there was... Okay, no, I, I mean, I guess there's... I like... And there, to Jordan's credit, by the way, I feel like uh, this reporter Michael Vilbon or Vilbarn, he's like a ball guy. Mm-hmm. He came up and said like he hates when people say that he hates on LeBron. Like, in fact, that's apparently not the case. Like, Michael Jordan has in private conversations defended LeBron, defended guys like obviously Kobe, but definitely defended LeBron. Yeah, in private conversations. He's actually said that why are you hard hard on this kid to some reporters, mm-hmm. even to Michael Wilburn to his face. He's like, bro, your take is fucking stupid. Like, shut up. Right? Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's just like against LeBron. There's no way, man. I don't think that's the case. No. No, um It's probably a financial thing. <laughs> you think so? It's a financial No, it's, it's not like a money thing. It was like a power move. Like oh, 100% has a problem. I know he loves LeBron. Don't get me wrong. But I think it's also his competitive nature being like, you know what? LeBron is good, but I still got to remind people why I'm the greatest. I don't know, man. Like, because in one of the interviews for NBA 2K, he mm-hmm. legit said, like, I think Kobe can probably beat me. Yeah, I, I never seen this interview. Yeah, there's a... Yeah, it was for 2K11, I think, or 2K12. Yeah, when Kobe was on the cover. Yeah. No, no, no. Jordan was on the cover. Okay, I thought Jordan was on the cover in 2K. No, wait. For two years, I think. All right. Anyways, anyways regardless, yeah. He was like, who would you go against one-on-one, one-on-one? He list. I would love to go against Jerry West in his prime. LeBron, whatever. Jordan, uh, Kevin Durant. I don't think I'd lose to anyone, but I think it's just Kobe Bryant because he steals steal all my moves. I remember that. Yeah, Back yeah, Backhanded yeah. compliment, but like he admitted that. I don't think he's scared of to admit that either but i just feel like this you know it's a nice storyline right mm-hmm. it adds to the story of lebron mike 
I guess the overall now is the final question, right? What w- does it do anything to LeBron's legacy? Do, does this docu series even matter? Well, it does in a certain point because, like, it this. I feel docu- like LeBron cemented himself already. I, well, okay, so this is a couple LeBron of- can only add to his legacy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, LeBron definitely, and LeBron still has time to add to his legacy, man. It's a lock up. I think he's got two years to add. That's it. This year and one more season. Dude, so the, like I was listening. So one of our um, listeners actually sent me a stat earlier today. If LeBron averages twenty five points a game over the next next two seasons, he breaks um, Kareem's uh, record point record. If he scores seventeen points a game over three seasons, he breaks uh, Kareem's record too. Probably, yeah. I think through seventeen points a game in three seasons, for three seasons for LeBron is still attainable. If he wins one more ring, he should retire. Immediately. <laughs> I don't think he would. I think yeah. he'd keep playing. I think he wants to play with Bronny. He wants to play with this Bronny. He wants yeah. to play with Bronny. I think that. But by the way, if he does that, that's probably going to be the greatest moment in sports. That's a huge storyline. Yeah. Probably the best storyline in sports. Especially, I don't know if you've been reading all the news and stuff. Apparently, like, his son is, like, I haven't seen him play, but apparently his son's really good for, like, a 10th grader. Or I feel like, uh, yeah, I don't know how big he's going to be, but. Whatever. Let's hope he's like a six seven type of dude. Yeah, he's still pretty big. And no, listen. Like, if you stop at six three, here's here's the thing about six three. You know, you can say whatever the fuck you want about Steph Curry's, Kyrie's, Derrick Rose's, but I feel like there is that limit. Mm-hmm. They just can't do what a six six guy six seven yeah, guy no, does. I agree. Like this, uh, you know, Steph Curry got fucking uh, chopped up by media for not being able to close the games against the Raptors series. Mm-hmm. Guy, you're not like he can do everything, but he's just not that like there's a limit to what a 6 3 can do at the end of the day. No, I agree, that's what it is. No, he can't take over the game like a LeBron or Mike or Kobe, Mm -hmm. right? You just can't do it, you just can't be that physical, imposing, like, yeah, you can't swing the momentum like that, like it's tough. So, yeah, like LeBron, in my opinion, this year. It's weird, man. I love Kawhi. I love Toronto. Mm-hmm. And I would like to see LeBron do it for Kobe. Yeah. So there's so much things going on, but I don't even know who the fuck to support. <laughs> I know it's going to be Toronto because on the east side, on the west, I don't know. I honestly think it... You know what I think, Here's though? the thing, though. Kawhi had a closer relationship with Kobe than LeBron did. Kawhi was... So? Dude... They were training together. Yeah, they were training together, but I think LeBron and no, Kobe he, also he, had like a real good relationship too. But Kawhi and Kobe, they shared the same pilot. They shared like... Well, the pilot thing and, happened after Kawhi moved to... Like when he fully moved to LA. Yeah, it was... and he Even was though with, Kawhi would spend his summers in LA because that's where he's yeah. from. And then he went to Kobe's Mamba Academy. Ah. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and Kawhi was texting Kobe during the finals. As he was playing, like back and forth, right? Okay, yo, stop talking about Kobe. I'm getting emotional. I hate that guy, but I love him too. Yeah, but like you know, that's the thing. I don't know who to cheer for, but uh, probably gonna be Kawhi. <laughs> I'm gonna go with my guy. Like even though, like I want Raptors obviously to win, but I think if I think from like a logical standpoint, I think it's gonna be LeBron. Yeah, maybe. LeBron's gonna win. I don't know. I don't like how the Lakers look right now, but 
I don't know, man. LeBron was on. I, I keep saying this, last, like ever since Kobe passed away, LeBron like had a new yeah. But here's LeBron. the thing: everybody's momentum just stopped, so it's a complete reset. Yeah, it is a complete reset. Now is who the but fuck is coming with big guns now? That's like the thing. That's matter. why I think that it's a good thing for LeBron because also Kawhi, he got the rest. Now he's a l- motherfucker's been load manager for the past <laughs> three months. <laughs> Kill me. You don't think COVID-19 was some shit? Kawhi plan? Fuck, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No, it's a thing. Um, no, let's go back to... Yeah, we got some... The GOAT discussion. Let's uh, let's hover over that for a second. Because I want to hear like your top five. I'll give you my top five. I don't want to talk about my top five today. What I think we should pause about? it. Because talking about our top five, there's a lot... Uh, talk about there okay can we talk at least top three <laughs> i don't want to talk about, i don't want to talk about top anything right now so I not want, even mj versus uh not today lebron that discussion is gonna come but not today okay i don't think that we should talk about that today okay um but i do want to like go back to the documentary it was they had beautiful music oh yeah documentary actually had some really really good music i, I think these are all espn soundtracks great great shit Oh yeah, the documentary was just like something phenomenal, man. Especially the the soundtrack at the end of episode seven when Jordan was talking about winning. Episode seven really got you, eh? That was that was the greatest soundbite ever, I think. If there was ever a quote, mm-hmm. that was the greatest one, man, for me. Episode seven. Yeah, it was just straight from the heart. It was like if you don't want to play that way. Don't play that way. And he was like, Michael Jordan never asked anybody to do anything that he wouldn't fucking do. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That was true. right there. That's true. He's not asking, lay down on the line so I can step over your head. No, no, no. Fight next to me. Mm-hmm. Right? That's all he asked for. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's, that's the right thing. Like, that's the right mentality. And by the way, this is not some mentality you can have in the corporate world <laughs> like you know a lot of people think that but this is just sports <laughs> basketball that type of shit like yeah i know like your manager can't be like fuck do this like i'll hit you with a fucking chair but <laughs> like sports when yeah you're doing that, that that's you can yell out, hey man in corporate world too yo people yell all the time i know but that's what i'm saying don't come up with that attitude and be Thinking like you got a killer mentality. Like I don't know, man. Like yeah, I know it was tough, man. Like when I used to work for like my telecommunications company. Yeah. I was in, I was strictly sales at one point. I had to like you know sell to every person. I had to be a shark one out. When people yelled at me, when my managers would yell at me, I'd be like, "Yo, dude, shut the fuck up." Because yeah, exactly. like if you yell at me yeah. one more time, I'm gonna throw a brick at you. Yeah. Which pretty much almost happened when I walked out of that store the last day. Hell yeah. I literally just like. Uh, I, I lost my shit a couple of times, but you know, I lost my yeah, shit at the last day, I just never went back. Basically. <laughs> yeah, like, well, I mean, I'm lucky enough, like, I don't get that horse shit. Yeah. In my line of work, but I can imagine, like, somebody, if somebody says you gotta be a shark and kill, I would, you know. <laughs> but like, yo, motherfucker, I'm killing you. Yeah. But, yeah, man, all in all, probably the best thing that came out in the last couple of months. Quarantine? Rating out of 10, you said... I, I'd give it a 9 out of 10. You know what? I'd give it a 9 too. Yeah. Like, give it a nine. I, I understand what it could have been, but for what it was, it was Whoa. still fucking fantastic. Would you watch it again or no? I would. Some episodes I would. Some episodes, okay. Yeah. Especially episode 7. Yeah. That um, was my shit. 
I'd watch definitely want to watch that Rod every every single Rodman in there, I'm gonna watch it. Rodman was probably a better athlete than even Jordan in some aspects. More energy, just probably stronger for sure. Stronger. Mm-hmm. He had that energy and like endless cardio. Yeah, man. This that guy was like. He, I still remember that one episode where they talked about him going off on that little like four day vacation, which ended up turning into a week or whatnot. Yeah. Comes back and like Jordan, like that's the one few times I seen Jordan show some sort of compassion. Told the rest of the team, be like, "Yo, guys, run slow so that Rodman can keep up with us." And then for whatever reason, psychopath Rodman just started sprinting. Yeah. And then they had to keep up with them, and they were struggling. Yeah. And that also reminds me of another um, story that Kevin Garnett said. Till Bill, like Kevin Garnett said this on Bill Simmons' podcast. Yeah. Where he was just like, like after a game, Rodman, like he went into the gym because like, yo, he's like, he was a young buck then. He was like, yeah. he needs to get some work in. And he sees Rodman in the you know, weight room, just like on this like crazy incline, just going as fast as he can on the treadmill. Right. I, just I, sprinting. Yeah. Those, um, it's like, uh, I forget what you call it. There's a name to it. Basically, it's like, it's. You're making the machine run. It's like you're not running yeah. on the treadmill. You're like... You're forcing the treadmill. You're forcing it. And what surprised uh, Kevin Garnett that day was... That was a night of a back-to-back. So they played... He, uh, I think Rodman played against Garnett that day. I, be- I believe, yeah, Rodman yeah. played against Garnett. And then the very next day had a game. So Garnett thought he was being smart going to the weight room, like doing this. And then he sees Rodman doing what Rodman's doing. And he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? He's like, nah, this is how I feel. He's like... I feel better if I do this. If I work myself out to like where I'm in the point of like struggling, the next day I feel great. And I'm like, okay, you know what? You want to, you want to. Yeah, the guys. The, and that's the thing, man. Like these guys are so athletic that you'll never understand. And I wish they showed that in this documentary, man. Yeah. Like as much as we say, I do want to go through, like a lot of people actually gave us some advice about this episode. Yeah, yeah, please. Let's give them a shout out and go through. I kind of want to like address everything everyone was saying. Um, Do you want to read them or should I? Go ahead. Okay. So the first person that reached out to us was Musa. And shout out. <laughs> shout out to Musa. So basically he kind of started like he, his thing was like he really enjoyed the documentary. Um, and then his thing was like they originally say the documentary as the last dance. And the last dance was going to be the 97-98 season. Which even in the thing, even during their um, championship parade, all the players. This is the last dance. This is the last dance, right? And so he was like, even though the documentary said it was the last stance about the 97-98 Bulls, they made it Jordan-centered. And Musa didn't have a big problem with this, but he was like, instead of calling it the last stance, then they should just call it the Michael Jordan. That's what I That's, what that's I exactly what yeah. you said earlier, Michael right? Michael Jordan, the last dance. They should have said that. Yeah, 100% agree, man. There's no better way to put it. Okay, let's see. Who else? So next, uh, Salman. Uh, Salman Jahangir was like, LeBron is the greatest to ever play the game. I agree. Sure. You don't, but... Um, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Talk about that. His uh, opinion. Um, Sarah decided to say... Well, actually agree with me on this. Was like, there should be a doc on Dennis Rodman. 100%. Because Dennis Rodman, being a psychopath. Probably the most interesting guy. Uh, so your boy actually responded to, I guess, someone. Saying that LeBron ain't got Jack on MJ. Um... I'm in I'm 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 in the middle there. Mm-hmm. I'm in the middle. It's like you can't deny LeBron's greatness, mm-hmm. but you can't deny on the one guy that globalized the sport. 
like you're talking about peak performance in his profession and perfect performance in his profession he was the yeah so that's, that's why i think he came first he did it and he revolutionized the game globalized basketball not only that became the greatest winner of all time back to back three peats he has he has everything in his resume mm-hmm. now if you drop like if you look at lebron's competition kobe's competition I don't know how the fuck Kobe gets lost in the process, but all these guys who they had to face, whatever, it's a completely different story. Mm-hmm. But greatness, unfortunately, somebody that comes before you takes that spot, and it's hard to replace. I think the only way a modern era guy can replace Jordan as being great is if he wins seven, and you're the, one of the reasons you win seven. Another thing is like people fail to forget, Jordan won six championships in eight years. Yeah. It was like that's, his peak. So this is a, an analogy I was. His fucking to. peak is is not in the graph. Like it's it's beyond it. You can't Even though LeBron shit. has a high peak, LeBron was plateau. Like it has a high plateau, and his career is longer, and there's more in it. Yeah. But Jordan had like a higher peak. I wish I could like draw this on a graph. Yeah. Maybe hey, maybe we'll draw it and put it up on the Instagram page. Yeah, we will. Kind of like a thing. So there was that. So that was a and like stats. Like stop, stop the stats, man. It's like. <laughs> LeBron plays the game like a point guard. Jordan does not play the game like a point guard. Like, point guard right now, guys who are 6'1", 6'2", 6'3", are dropping 25, 30 points per game. Like, you don't expect a guy 270, 6'8", to drop 30 easily? <laughs> what, what do you expect? Like, it, it, the game is different. The numbers are extremely different now. It does not matter. So, that was, uh, sorry, that was M. Singh who said LeBron didn't... Yeah, Mahadeep, shout out. <laughs> so, to which, <laughs> someone responded... LeBron James, bigger, faster, stronger, smarter than MJ. No. That's a fact. No. We can debate that. Not IQ. First off, being able to throw a pass does not make you smarter. <laughs> like, it doesn't. <laughs> right, I don't know where you would definitively say LeBron smarter than MJ. Mm-hmm. But how do you say that? You, you don't think they have the same knowledge in basketball? Like, it's very tough for me to sit there and be like, you know what? LeBron's definitely smarter than MJ in basketball. <laughs> you know what? Maybe... I know he gets a lot of shit for being the GM of Charlotte. Mm-hmm. But let's let's be real now. Who the fuck wants to play in Charlotte? <laughs> you don't think... It, you don't think if MJ was the GM for the Clippers, he could have gather, gathered up talent? Yo, listen. Jerry West created that Clippers dynasty, no? I know. But you don't think MJ could have done that? That's the thing. It's the location plays a big part. Nobody wants to play for teams like Minnesota. Fucking. That's true, and that's the reason why we have Toronto has such a hard time gathering yeah. talent too. The fuck. Okay. Okay. That's my like <laughs> response. Like I get he, that's his hometown. Whatever he wants to run that team. But think about location. Would you want to wear that fucking ugly ass jersey? For <laughs> Yo, Charlotte's a nice place too. What the fuck is in Charlotte? I don't know, but it's South. That's better weather than Toronto. Okay, okay. I mean, I would, I would never live there, but... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. Um, so, the uh, next person... Uh, also, to the, the the bigger, faster, stronger, I don't think that matters. Right? Okay. okay. One has a better jump shot, better free throw shooter, better probably three-point shooter if, they, if the game was different, but... Mm. Right? These are... Okay, so um, another person says, 
Um, good documentary, but I wanted more bowls and less about Just Jordan. We discussed this and our opinions on this. Yeah. Um, someone else says, Jordan calls Horace a snitch, but snitches on his own team for cocaine. He did snitch. That's a snitch move. Like, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. What? Horace Grant? No, oh, Jordan. Jordan. If you say everybody but me, yeah, <laughs> what's on the team? And so, I actually, so another guy called. Like, they see right after they post up the picture of the whole team. <laughs> Yo, so one of my cousins actually called me earlier today, like on my drive home, and he was we were just talking, we we're just like shooting the shit, and he was just like, "Yo, think about all these people's families now." They're talking. Yeah. Jordan's going off about how like they all had like strippers and hookers. Think about the guys that were married. Yeah, they all just got. <laughs> Yeah, he's like yo they pulled a D'Angelo Russell he's 100% like a snitch but in like a less snitchy way like he has the corporate corporate snitch <laughs> attitude right you don't know he's snitching but he's definitely snitching because he knows how to phrase it properly mm-hmm. right yeah the same thing you know that phone call about Isaiah being uh, left off the dream team yeah he's like oh yeah who you think is gonna get left off is gonna get left off okay you don't think they made that move so you could fucking not yeah. play with that kid. Like, are you kidding me? No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, obviously, if you, if this was presented to court and you read all the fucking, uh, you know, correspondences, it'll come up as if Jordan had nothing to do with it. But <laughs> obviously, so, there's context and he definitely had something to do with it. And this is another um, point where they gloss over in the documentary. If it was really a Bulls documentary, they would have probably deep-dived into Jordan being a snitch too, but no. Well, you don't want to... You don't want to do tarnish that. his name? Okay, I get it. I get it. Okay, and then um, someone else, I'm too skinny for you. Oh, no. He uh, responded with LeBron is the GOAT. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, sorry. But, but here's the thing, though. Like, I don't even actually care. Like, you know, if, if, if LeBron is your GOAT, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I just disagree with it. Okay. And so, um, I responded to, I guess, that was Sarah's thing where she said, there needs to be a doc about Dennis Rodman. I, I in the, on our Instagram story, I agreed being like, dude was a 100% a psychopath and his story needs to be told. To which Udoi responded, Dennis Goldman was a legend. Yeah. Dennis yeah. was the goal of like he defensive plays legend. and rebounds. Like, they don't win those three championships if it wasn't for him. They lost Horace Grant. They lost a rebounder, which actually, like, impacted came... the season after Jordan. Like, you know, the the ninety four season and the ninety five season. The no, no, ninety four season. They had Horace Grant. 90... They played well, and then ninety five he left, and they, they suffered. A no, lot. no, see, ninety three, ninety four they had him. Ninety four, ninety five they he left. Okay, first season with Pippen as the leader, they had him. Yeah, second season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the ninety four, ninety five season where and Jordan made the comeback, and they yeah. suffered in the playoffs because they had no rebounder. No regular season, like everything they suffered yeah. big time. So Horace Graham played a pivotal part. But Dennis Rodman, Goldman. Yeah, and there, you knew he was tough. Like, come on. Yeah, man. Um, anything else you want to plug? Nah, dude. I think next episode. I don't know. Ne- next episode will. We'll come up with something. <laughs> we'll come up with something all the time. Yeah. Doesn't matter who it is. If you guys want to come on the pod, please reach out to one of us. Please email us. Please send a message on Instagram. Say something on YouTube. Yeah. It can't just be us two, man. People want to hear other voices. Yeah, I know. If you guys have something interesting to tell, if you want to fucking argue with us about who's the best, no problem. Come through. Yeah, man. This was our longest episode to date. Yeah, but it's worth it, man. It, it, like, 
Jordan deserves basketball deserves it to our combo for sure. Yo, whoever's like listened up to this far, thank you guys you. are real MVPs. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Man, no, I I enjoyed talk. I enjoyed this uh, pod. I enjoyed um watching a documentary. This is gonna win like Emmys, whatever the fuck. Jordan, I respect you. Oh, he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck. He knows he's the goat. Oh man, thank you for listening to us, guys. Uh-huh.